two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Shit week, bro. It's always a shit week. Shit week. It's always a shit no, week. No, it's always a shit week. This week's going to be a shit week. I have to, real quick, we, we had a, I don't know why YouTube did this, I got a our, our camera's gonna go away for a second. I gotta fix the the uh, the title says Sony. It's it's last week's thing, and I don't know why it's last week's thing. So I gotta fix that real fast. Uh, so yeah, Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We're here live every single Thursday night, eight p.m. Eastern. If you like the content that we provide here, you can help us out by hitting that like button, sharing, commenting down below. If you'd like to go above that, you can hit the follow button or the subscribe button. And if you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can hit the uh, subscribe button on on Twitch or use your Twitch Prime sub. It's absolutely uh, free there, uh, or not free. It's free for the Twitch Prime. Uh, if you have one of those, or uh, you can use the, we opened it up uh, on YouTube for as little as 99 cents. You can become a member on this channel. So if you, if you like that, you can also do super chats. Uh, that's also helps us out. Or you can listen to the audio versions of the podcast on Google, Spotify, anchor.fm and any other Apple iTunes and any other. Uh, we also have the Spotify uh, video format of it out there as well. So we're all over the place. You can listen to us. Uh, in your ear holes, you can watch us with your pretty eyeballs. Uh, you can help us out by liking, sharing, subscribing, uh, donating, whatever. Uh, but we thank you for coming out and hanging out with us each and every single week. Uh, we do appreciate that. Um, on today's episode, Sarge, we have uh, quite a bit to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the um, let me bring it up. We're going to talk about the Steam Deck. We're going to be talking about uh, Dying Light devs say that the Xbox Series S is holding devs back. We're going to be talking about Apple right. Apple uh, AR. We're going to be talking about Google Stadia, because no one else is. Um, we're going to talk about Adam uh, Conover, uh, who was talking about uh, how Game Pass is potentially bad for the industry, right? Uh, we're going to talk about Bandai Namco. We're going to be talking about the Lord of the Rings. We're going to be talking about Grand Theft Auto. We're going to be talking about uh, what Microsoft's plans are with the uh, Call of Duty and other Activision Blizzard games coming. Oh. Uh, we're going to be talking about a little game that came back out, well, announced in 2015. It was supposed to come out in 2017, but it got canceled in 2017. It was called Scalebound. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about Minecraft Dungeons surpassing a number. We're going to be talking about Back for Blood. We're going to be talking about uh, Steam because of the hiccups it caused for Lost Ark. We're going to be talking about Intellivision, Sarge. That's right, Intellivision. We're going to be talking about Activision. They made a big number. We're going to guess what that number is. We're going to be talking about some guy that had a lot of time, seven months to be precise, and he made something in Minecraft. We're going to be talking about numbers from Red Dead Redemption 2, total sales. We're going to be talking about Halo Infinite, declining numbers there. 
We're going to be talking about the metaverse. We're going to be talking about NFTs in the NFT corner this week. We have a couple stories. And we're going to be talking about our, our favorite game of all time, Sarge, Bungie's, uh, Bungie's Destiny. Uh, we're going to talk about Blizzard. And we're going to be talking about Betafield 2076. That's all on today's episode. If you guys like, uh, if you miss any part of this show, after the fact, it will be uh, in the description on YouTube. It'll be broken down for you. you just click on the, the actual bookmark or the chapter select, and it brings you right to a topic that you wanted to listen to. You can go right to that if you don't want to listen to us. And we also take these episodes and we break them apart uh, as little clips also on Generation X Gaming as well. So there you go. <clears throat> So we appreciate it uh, very much. Uh, evening chat. What's going on, Santos? What's going on, Water? Duplass? Mo? Rebsy? Melrose Mike? How is it going? Appreciate it very much. $9.99 from Melrose Mike. A couple of beers on me this weekend. Cheers. There's some cheers for you. There's some clapping for you. Appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. All right, Sarge. So what have you been playing? You did play something new. And tell us your experience about what you played. Yeah, it's it's pretty simple. I've been having these Transformer dreams about the Transformer game that doesn't exist. I had dreams about it, which that means it's coming out eventually. So this game you told me about, the XCOM uh, Transformer it's, it's Battlegrounds. Transformers it's Battlegrounds. Basically, it's basically yeah. Transformers and XCOM mixed together. So I download it. I get through the first couple of missions. I understand how the, how the game works. I've played a lot of XCOM, so I'm not I'm not timid at all i put the difficulty up a little higher start playing you know i got transformers in my blood i'm like okay it's kind of cool it's cartoony it's for kids i get it all right i start getting good i unlock the stuff i want to unlock i get my guys powered up i'm gonna act three which is probably like near the end of the game uh i kill shockwave during this this boss battle and then the game goes blank the screen goes black is that part of the game buttons the buttons, the buttons click. But I don't hear nothing in the background. Can't load out. Can't reboot. Can't do nothing. It's just a hard lock. And after we play the mission again, so I play the mission again. Kill Shockwave. Black screen. Can't play anymore. So basically, there's a hard lock somewhere in the game. It's broke. Won't let you. It's broke. So I'm excited. Got to play a Transformer game. Transformer game doesn't want me to like it. So now I had to <laughs> take it off my hard drive <laughs> and stop talking and stop talking about Transformers. Like why? <laughs> why 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 and it's on game pass of course right so how much can i complain i'll just throw that right. into the garage with the right. other crap and play something else right because it's just one of a thousand what's the difference yeah i i played the same game now i didn't get any bugs or glitches up to the point because i stopped uh on the third mission so i played the first mission with just bumblebee i played the second mission with bumblebee and i think rc joined him and then I played, uh, no, it wasn't RC, it was someone else. Um, and then I played the, the, the third mission where you try to get Grimlock, okay? And I saved Grimlock, and then I was like, I'm done. I, I just didn't like the concept of it. I didn't like the animation style of it. It's the Nickelodeon Transformers. Yeah, it's the, it's the Nickelodeon Transformers. Um, nope. I, I didn't really like it. I'm not going to say it's a terrible game. But it just didn't hook me. I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. It's on Game Pass. Why not? But I'm not shocked, Sarge, that you you have that experience. Uh, real fast, Jason, thank you very much for becoming a new member. Appreciate it very much. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Goonie Squad. Welcome to the GXG. Appreciate you very much. 
So, um, yeah, so I, I liked it. I liked it a lot, right? But it has the, potential. It has potential. It does. Listen, but again, it's, if you're, if you're it, it literally trying... was just making an IP. They're like, hey, let's, do, let's take the Transformers IP and let's make a game. What can we make real fast? Real right? fast. Real right. fast. Real fast. Yeah. Like, oh, we could, we could throw together an RTS game. I, I, I had the I had the dream again about the, how the G one Transformer game would be and play, and it was very vivid. Which means there's a good chance someone's doing it right now. They're just not talking about it, because anytime that the, anybody makes an IP like that and they just kind of piss it into the wind, right? Even though you know it's a strong IP, like Transformers. I know people people have goldfish brains. They don't they don't look at things on a year-to-year scale. It's like, I played the game, it's over, and then the next time you talk about the game, you're like, yeah, I played that game, it's way back when. You yeah. mean March? Like <laughs> That game's out of... I remember <clears throat> when I was younger. Right. <laughs> so, at some point, you know that they're they're testing the water to see if there's a is there's a following for an IP that, that they haven't done in a while, right? The War for Cybertron, the Battle... was it The, the Fall of Cybertron and the War for Cybertron were good games. They were single-player. They were done a little bit more uh, harsh. Like the graphics were more harsh, more futuristic. Right. And there was a PvP. There was a 5v5 PvP thing, which we, we had fun with when we played it back in the day yeah. before the game was licensed and can't play it anymore. But it's still there. And I think that once these companies start pissing through IP that they know they can't salvage anymore, I won't mention any names. Anybody who's been following the channel knows what we're talking about. I think that once they piss through this IPs that they that they apparently don't give a shit about anymore. Right. They're going to have to fall back on something. And I think since there's a Transformer movie coming out soon, I think it's slated for next year. Right. That they're going to have a game that coincides with it. Now, in my mind, you should not be pumping out a game just to match the movie. We know what the downfall of that is. Over the years, they all suck. Anytime you try to chase a movie with a video game, the video game's horrible. Now, if you take the learnings of Destiny, the learnings of MMOs, the learnings of Division, your new game, yeah, whatever, your, your yeah. new game, Lost Ark, the learnings of this, and insert the Transformer universe with those mechanics, right? Man, like in my mind, listen, in my mind, I have the Destiny template with Transformers with the customization. Most. I would Meaning even that I would even take are, a lost ark as Transformers. Listen, all I'm saying is when they test the waters with a shitty game like that with a popular IP, they're testing the waters for viability. And so between that, like I said, I've been busy, busy. It's this is Valentine's week. I'm in the biz, so busy, busy. And uh, so I've been playing ESO. I got I've got the ESO circuit. You know how like you do mm. your little rounds in yep. Marvel. Yep. Right. I got Log my on, rounds. Do your, do your, do your job. Clock in. Do the rounds. Clock I out. Exactly what I'm, I, I figured out exactly what I'm doing now. I out exactly what I'm going for. Now I'm starting to try to go for trials gear. Like it's keeping me. It's keeping me interested. While I wait for the fire to start. I. I'm really interested. I'm really interested in seeing. I don't want to. I don't want to hijack the conversation. I'm really interested in seeing concrete gameplay. Of the gun system in Destiny, because we're not it is your yeah, system. We're not talking about that just yet. We're not talking about that just That's yet. Fine. Uh, 
I'm playing Lost Ark. Lost Ark came out. I'm doing the three-day early access. It comes out for everybody uh, tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what time it comes out tomorrow. But I'm having a blast with this game right now, Sarge. Lost Ark, uh, I'm level 36 right now, about to be 37. Uh, I'm not even off the first continent yet. I haven't even gotten my ship yet. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. <clears throat> Each class I've been watching, I've been watching a lot of Lost Ark, not because of drops, uh, which you can get drops here, by the way, if you guys are watching, right? Um, but as I'm playing the game, I'm a Deathblade, right? I'm loving the Deathblade. And as you're playing through the game, you're unlocking more skill points, and you can best design aspect of this game. Okay, I know it's such a, a minute little thing, but it's huge. Great design choice. Okay, you can unlock and lock. As you level up, you unlock more moves, skills. Okay, and you can respect anytime you want for no cost. You can literally just take them off one thing, put them on the other, and, and change your build on, on the whim, on the fly. This is how every MMO should be. There shouldn't be a cost to do it. It should literally just be, I unlocked it. Let me just swap it out as I go. This should be the bar standard for all MMOs across the board. For any game that has a skill thing, there should be no charge whatsoever. It should just be change your skills as you feel needed, right? So I love that, right? I'm like, oh, I'm going to try this thing out. I'm going to try this thing out. Because as a player... I'm investing in the game and it's respecting my time, right? I don't feel like the choice of, oh man, do I do the hack and slash? Oh, I chose the wrong one. Then I'm watching a build on YouTube and they're like, oh, you should have picked out this this loadout, man. You're like, oh, now I gotta now I gotta pay ten thousand uh, to to respect. No, in this game, you literally just take them off and put them on. Okay, there's so much to do. Side quest, main quest, they respect your time. There's a lots and lots of things going on. I'm 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 literally just scratching the the surface of the pinhead that I'm on right now in Lost Ark. So as I play more and more on the channel, people have questions. I'm learning as I go. There's a lot more experienced players out there that have been playing the game for not just weeks and months, but years, because it's been out in Korea and they've been using VPNs on the Korean servers, Japanese servers, and Russian servers. It just launching tomorrow in North America and uh, and uh, in Europe. So check it out. It's a free-to-play game. I'm, I, I am part of the creator program, but that's not why I'm hyping this up. I truly already have like 27 hours into this game. Um, I have two characters created, but I've only played uh, one for like 25 of the 27 hours I've been playing. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Now, it's an isometric game. A lot of people might not like the isometric uh, aspect of it, but what I really like, Sarge, there's these, the way it is, there's like these Mokoko seeds that you have to find, okay? It's like collector's things that you have to try to find, right? And they're all over the map. And I'm talking about- I've heard you, I've heard you say Mokoku now for the last right. four days. So so basically there's, there's hidden things all over the map, okay? Now on the map, you hit map, it says, you know, one of 11, 12, 14 on the but map. Does it, does it show you exactly where the nut is? You just no. run to it? no. Okay. I'm using a map, and I played three times through the earlier stages, so I remember where some of them are. Other ones I'm looking up, uh, but some of them I find, and it's really cool when you find them, right? So there's little things where um, it looks like a giant mountain, and you would never think that you could go through the mountain because there could be a cave there, but there's no circle to turn the camera so you can see in that cave. So just walking around, all of a sudden, your guy go, Ooh, and, you, and you're like, oh, and then the, it fades, and then you can walk through, and then you're in a cavern, right? 
And then there's no map. There's no no textures or anything. Just walking on blackness, right? And it's like 20 feet outside the map, and you can pick up a Makoko seed. I'm like, this is cool because it makes you explore the map that they're doing. Now, here's a, here's the thing. You know, like in Zelda, like when you were exploring, and then all of a sudden you saw a crack. What's, what's Zelda? I don't know what that is. You saw a crack in the wall, and you're like, oh, there's. I can come back and do something with that, right? Well, back in the day, we didn't know shit. No, you didn't no, even know the crack. You didn't even know you didn't even know the crack in the wall was something. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It makes you explore, and then you figure it out. You're like, "There's a crack there. Why is this? Why does this wall have a crack in it, but nothing else? I have a bomb. Let me test out the bomb." And you put the bomb, and then it opens up. You're like, "Oh, now you're running around trying to find all the cracks everywhere, right?" This does that, right? There's even certain things that don't even open up. So let's say you kill the mobs. Then a door opens up. But if you don't kill those mobs, the door doesn't open up. So there's and, and the reason I bring this up, Sarge. Are you are you adding or is this stuff that's actually? No, happening? this is actually in the game. This is actually okay. in the game. And the reason I'm bringing this up is I used to talk about this in Destiny. I said, wouldn't it be cool if you killed certain things in the thing and then it had unlocked a certain boss, world boss or not? And they sort of did it in Shadow Keep. Okay. That's what this does. There's like secret passages that open up. When you complete certain things that you don't even know, that you would have to run back and go check it out and do certain things. It's uncanny. It's really, really cool to explore their map. And a good key for people that are looking for Makoko seeds and whatnot, usually when you take a side quest or a main quest, it tells you to go to a certain part of the map. Okay? So when you run over that region. Certain, right, that region of the map, when you walk over there, just, just start tracing the outer edge of that, of, that, of that section. You'll probably find one. Okay, whatever is there, just walk around and you'll probably find one. You start to see them so much because then you'll just see the little leaves that are popping up out of the ground. You're like, oh, there's a Makoko seed. And, you, and you'll find them, right? There's 1,209 of them in the game. Okay, I'm at... That's a little bit, that's a little bit of time. I'm 198 right now. I have 198 of them. They're in the that's dungeons. They're in the dungeons. They're in the, the world. They're in the... Uh, All right, well, let me, let me ask you this. Is the, game, is the game made in such a way where once you complete quests in a certain area that you're blocked off because of the story and you can't go back there or are you forever allowed to go back to areas no, you can go you, back let's to say, air let's say if i miss a mukoku nut yep i, I already I go had back to an area and find it yeah so there's one's behind this barrier and i can't break the barrier i don't know how to break the barrier i might have to be higher level to do more damage to these barriers to get by them i don't know there's also ones behind these like vines that you can't get back but I was like, well, maybe I, I need to have a song because there's a, a dungeon that you go through and there's like this powder you have to throw on inside the dungeon and these vines all of a sudden open up. That's not a thing. But then I read one of the songs that you have that you have to find certain sheet music throughout the world. That's that's old school mechanics. Yes. What you're describing right yes. now is old school mechanics. This developer is using old school mechanics in a modern without making it tedious. Making right. it actually interesting. So they it's make you, they make you go back into certain places. There's reasons to repeat. Uh, there's reasons to repeat certain areas. As let's say you forgot the Makoko seed. Okay, now you start another character, Sarge. Once you find the Coco seed or Makoko seed, you don't have to find them again with the other character that you created. But if you missed one, you don't have to take your high level character and go back to the other other parts. You can just take your new character as you're going For through us. the boards. Cross account. Correct. Collection is collections. Correct. Got it. Okay. There's cards to collect. There's strongholds to do. There's there's ships to maintain. There's there's so many things. And I haven't even touched 
anything of that point. Right now, I'm just playing the main the main story, and I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. All right, so give me give me the next layer of the onion. How many pieces of armor does your guy hold? Like what? How many pieces are chest yeah, arms? Yeah, like, what is it? Yeah, uh, headpiece, chest piece, gauntlet, uh, legs. I think shoulders. Waist. No shoulders. I think waist. No chest pieces. Oh, you do. You chest. do. You do have a. Shoulders. You actually have a, a shoulders as well. What I'm curious to know is: is the gear that's dropping synergized? Are you looking for gear that matches that does the special ability? Not right or now. You don't know. You don't know yet. Not right now. As of far, everyone that have watched the videos said, don't even worry about the gear until you get to level fifty. Right. So the armor basically is defense number and attack bonuses depending on the type of gear. Correct. Okay. Correct. Like so like old school. Put Diablo. the best on until you get to the level fifty. That's correct. Then start grinding certain things. Got so it. I watched a stream earlier today, and these guys did a dungeon or a, a world boss or something. And the world boss it dropped a map. Okay. Now there was sixteen people I think in this raid. Okay, so there's sixteen people fighting this one boss. It was chaos. You couldn't see anything. It was just all right. And at the end. A map drop, like a treasure your, map. Your, your computer didn't lock up? I was watching someone. I wasn't oh, in it. Oh, got, it. Yeah. Uh, got it. So a map dropped. And then all of a sudden, because it was raid, so everyone that was part of the raid could bid on the map. Okay? Bid on the map? Bid on the map. Okay? Using what currency? Using gold. Okay? Which is very rare. Okay? Which you can buy gold if you use real currency and then convert it, or you can use mm. the silver to get gold, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Go ahead. So these guys started buying. It started off at like 10 gold, and then someone was like 30 gold, and then someone put 100 gold. And so there's a whole bunch of people bidding for this thing, and it sold for 576 gold, okay? Now, that map that that guy got sells in the market for like 800 gold, okay? Do you see? Do you see what happens here? Now, also, the people that were bidding on the stuff, it separates the gold. So the guy that paid 576 gold for that map, it, it actually takes a percentage of that and pays it to each of the people that were in the, in the raid and gives them gold. And then the person takes the map, right? So the person with the highest bid takes the map, and the gold gets distributed between everybody else based on how much gold they put in to the map, right? It was crazy. I was like, what's uh, happening okay. right now? I was like, what's okay. happening right now? Okay. So I don't know how it works until I get there. So when I get there, I'll tell you more about it probably next week or Interesting. whatnot. Interesting. Yeah. So lots of fun. I'm having a lot of fun with the game. It looks pretty pretty cool. So that is uh, what we've been playing. I, I got I to gotta say, though, after watching the game, watching you play and watching videos online about Lost Ark, it, it's basically the Diablo game that everyone's been waiting for without Diablo coming out. Yeah, it's like Diablo and World of Warcraft had a baby. Right. Uh, and what, what I'm curious is, and uh, uh, this is me speculating, of course, is that if and when a PC console version of the new Diablo finally comes out, because we all, we all know that the, the mobile is coming out first. We know this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You don't have phones. Right. We know this. However, if Diablo doesn't come out on consoles for like another couple of years or three years or, or however long it takes them to, 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 to finish the chaos that they're in to, to concentrate on an actual game release, right? Because they're still in turmoil, by the way. Right. Regardless of the purchasing thing, the lawsuits, the court cases, the, 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 the union stuff, like Activision Blizzard's in chaos right now. 
I, I don't I don't see any game coming out of their out of their tubes for a while. But right. if Diablo doesn't come out, and then all of a sudden they decide that we're gonna release Diablo and they're gonna try to push it real hard. If people have a game like this already vested, I got news for you. I don't, I don't think that you're going to have a huge jump of people going to Diablo. Not because I don't like Diablo anymore, but because the amount of chaos that's going on in that studio. That game that comes out for console and PC has to be as good or better than Lost Ark. And if it's not, and I, I'm going to bet with the chaos going on in Active Liz right now and all the, the, the delays and everything else is going on, I seriously doubt it's going to be as good or better than Lost Ark. So I think they're going to be in trouble because everyone got Diablo before Diablo is right. basically what happened. Right. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a weird it's a weird thing. Um if you guys are if you guys are watching and you like the content that we pro provide here for the show, make sure you go over to YouTube and hit that like button. It does help us out and it's it's free. It takes 2 seconds. Hit that like button. I appreciate you very much. <clears throat> yeah, I I'm waiting for I don't know. I think obviously the game is brand new, new car smell. I'm excited about the game. Uh it it the director of the game said he wanted about 200,000 people concurrent playing this game the other day when he was on. And they broke that with 500, almost 600,000 people concurrent playing the game. It comes out tomorrow. <coughs> um, excuse me. It comes out tomorrow for free for everybody. I think they're going to hit over a million, 1.2 million, something around the lines of, of that. So uh, I'm excited to see what happens with the game. Obviously, I know the new card smell will wear off. People go back. Other games are coming out. Elden Ring's out here in two weeks. Bungie's dropping Destiny uh, expansion in, in a week and a half. You got a whole bunch of games coming out. So, obviously, people will leave Lost Ark. I, I really like this game. I think this is my new flag for a couple of weeks, months, whatever, moving forward. Um, so, yeah. Um, let's jump in to the top stories with our, with our new uh, intro here. All right, so <clears throat> let's talk about Destiny. You brought it up, okay? Now, I am the only person on the face of this planet six and a half years ago, I laid out what my plan was for Destiny or what they should have implemented in Destiny for loving. Now, this is during Destiny 1, okay? Destiny 1, I talked about a, a leveling system with the guns, a crafting system with the guns, how to level a gun up from white to blue to green or to green to blue to purple, right? I talked about this. I talked about it on this podcast. I talked about it on the Rageous Round Table podcast that we used to be in. We used to bring other people in from the Destiny, uh, you, you know, player base in there, and we would talk about this, and every single one of those people said, no, it would never work. They would never put a, a crafting system. They would never put a leveling system like that into Destiny. Uh, Lodo said he liked the idea. He grew on him over the years uh, uh, of saying it, right? But everybody else, everybody else was like, it'll never work, right? Stupid idea, 30. It's, it's, it's a dumb idea. Well, I just have to say, I'm not going to say anything. Okay, it's right. It's it's in the game. It's going to be in the game. Okay. Now, I listened to the thing. I read the I read the TWAB. And it's it is. 
right? It, it's my system verbatim, basically, it, at least on it, paper. That's, that's, that's the part that I want to clarify before I brag about you anymore is I'm, I want to see it live in action. I want to see video of it. And I want to see. It does seem a little convoluted. Exactly how, well, convoluted is fine because that's the destiny twist on it. Right. But the fact that it's almost word for word of what you said, that's the part that makes me think more than normal. That's the part that makes me think that, hmm, it's, it's one thing that you have an idea and somebody else has a similar idea. I, once an idea is in the air, any other person who's smart enough can pick it up and they make it their own. I know how that works, right? That's why ideas travel. But when it's so close, like, like, it's, it's, like it's, it's on the money. It's uncanny. Right? It's uncanny, the detail level that it describes what you talked about. And by the way, we're not talking out of our ass. No. Because it's not going to take us long to find the no. old footage. I'll, I'll find it. I'll and, find it. And bring it up. Because we all, know, we all know what years it was from. So I'm going to laugh. Exactly, Mo. I'm going to laugh my ass off. I'm basically going to watch them talk about and praise a system that my brother and I talked about six years ago and talk about how it's brand new and vivid. Yeah. Awesome. Right? And I'm going to die laughing. I think personally, and again, this I'm being I'm being humble because it's my own system. It, it. It, it makes Destiny a better game for the because the way that Destiny is so casual now, okay, it respects now. This is my main thing for about video games, especially for a live service, a looter. It respects the player's time. Okay, now I don't know if this is how their system is working yet. Okay, but in the wild, if a gun comes and you play a boss and it drops in that raid strike whatever it would come with a preset of perks okay if a perk comes on the gun and you and you like that perk you could wreck the gun take that perk and and put it in your repertoire for later when you make your gun okay or you make that gun from the start and and level it up from white to green, to blue, to purple, and then put those perks that you want on that gun because you use that gun. So you you might have the same gun as me that you found in the wild, but it already has three quarters of the thing already set for you. You can't change those perks, right? You can maybe change one of them later. I don't know if they have a respec system coming, okay? But I, if I only have two hours a week, can take that gun, get on, do some strikes, work, some do some things. I'm working I towards something. I have that gun. So now six months down the road, that gun is my gun. That's the gun that I like to use. And I built that gun for my play style. So when I do a, I know I'm doing it for this strike or for this raid, I've created this gun to work for that system, right? Yes. It opens up. Now, yes, I understand it's a looter. You still have to find the blueprints. You still have to get the stuff. Materials. To, the materials to, to upgrade and stuff like that. I think this is a much better system. But again, We'll see what the community says when it comes it. out. And if they like it, I should just stop in people's channels and be like, so how do you like my system? How, how, do you, how do you like the system that everyone said? Everybody said that it wouldn't work, not coming. It would be stupid to have that system. They could be. It could be that system where it's the worst system in the world. We don't know yet. Right. Okay. But it's, it's, it's what, there is a, re a respect feature. Is it a, a, a respect feature where it's like, like division? Where once you do a respec, it's only one, one one perk, and that's it. Is that the way it works? Uh, to answer your question real fast, Melrose, I have a GTX NVIDIA GTX 960. When I'm not streaming, I can have it full maxed, high res settings, and it runs beautifully. When I'm streaming, I have to lower it down to lower settings, 
because I get choppiness because of the camera, because of the streaming and stuff like that. But you should be able to run it. Uh, am I going to play Witch Queen? I am not going to play Witch Queen when it comes out. Uh, Sarge has been trying to, he's like, you got to play it. You got you to see your system. You got to see your system. I said, if the community likes it and I hear good things about it, okay, I will download it again, go in and look at it. But I am not purchasing Witch Queen anytime soon. Uh, I'm, I've planted my flag. I've planted my flag inside Lost Ark for a bit. I'm going to play that uh, and see where that goes. It might be a week. It might be two weeks. It might be two months. It might be six months. Um, but if if I hear good things about the leveling system and the crafting system and the gun system that I talked about six years ago, six, six and a half years ago, if it works well and I hear people talking about it, then I'll go check it out. I'll go check it out. But uh, I'm I'm very intrigued by it. I'm intrigued to see my system. The reason I liked Outriders is because there was a leveling system with the guns there as well, right? And that was the closest to my system. But literally, Bungie is literally putting the system that I've talked about for six, six and a half years. I'm pretty sure if I could probably look it up. Um, I'll, I'll, by next show, by next show, I will look it up and find you what I talked about and the earliest date that I talked about. There's it. like there's like six or seven shows that we talked oh, about. Oh, way detail. more than that. Way oh, but more I'm talking that. about in detail. Yeah. In detail, like a yeah. long talk about what should it do. I'll find it. It's a it's an it's an it's a really old show. It's from 2015. Well, crazy. Let's be honest. The first thing that's going to happen is everyone says this sucks. This is garbage. I, I can't do it. Too grindy. Too grindy. And by the way, if it's a big oh, that's system happen. implementation, that's happen. that happens automatically with Destiny. Yeah. And then you see the counterbalance, and then like, well, this is how it's going to be, and we all live with it. So we're we're going to see. Yeah, we'll see if it's if it's that bad a system that they have to remove it completely, which we know they've done once before. When they had a bad system in place, you had to wait a while, but they, they took it out, or it just becomes the new norm. Yeah, well, right? complaints are the complaints are gonna happen regardless, because there's gonna be a pushback. Okay. And here here's the here's the beautiful part about the system, and this is why Destiny implemented it. They wanted to do sunsetting. And sunsetting was a pushback. They had to. Right? They had, had to. to because it was just power creep, Sarge. It was power had creep. To. And then they took it away, and there was no power creep. Now with this, they 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 stop the power creep because they're going to put new weapons in and you're going to level up new weapons regardless because that's the game now. Okay? It's not get a weapon, find a weapon, that's it. Okay? It's get a weapon, level that weapon up, and a new weapon comes out and you're going to find that weapon and then level that one up, so on and so forth. You're automatically sunsetting your weapons as you're playing. Right? Obviously, not everyone's going... Now, if you're still a collector, you're going to want to collect all the blueprints and collect all the weapons and keep all the things. And But for the most part, not everyone's going to care about, you know, two-thirds of the guns that are out there. Because now they can take one gun and level up the way they want to and put the perks that they want to on that weapon. Instead of trying to get a hundred times of trying to get that god roll, they can now potentially make the god roll with the amount of time that they put in the game, right? <clears throat> Jason says, I could see the long-term complaints being about not enough craftable guns and people wanting to add old guns to the crafting table. They have not committed to old ones yet. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, It'll be one of those things where it's these guns are moving and moving forward. They won't probably let you use the old guns and modify those. But if you find an old gun that redrops for you, then that one will be able to do a little respec on. I think that's the way they're going to break it down. You won't be able to use the guns from the past, but you'll be able to use an old gun that drops new and use that one, right? Yeah. That's basically what it comes down to. Mo, I'm not that type of person, though. I'm not that type of person. I don't, I'm not going to do that. That's not, that's not who I am. 
Listen, I, I know most of this chat is going to go back like a like a heroin heroin addicted people. Like they're going right back to Destiny as soon as I wish I know they are. Oh yeah, I'm not mad, but but they'll tell you right away. They're going to be like, "Dirty your shit," or "This bullshit." Like they're going to say it right away. Yeah, but you're going to hear it. Yeah, there's going to be there's going to be complaints. There's definitely going to be complaints about it. But I, I like to see how it works. And like I said, if I if I see people, uh, I'll I'll play the clips. I'll play the clips of me talking about it. I am though. Yeah, that's that's fine. I I, I totally get it, but. I, I, it just feels it feels it feels good to Mimo, knowing that I've said it and I stood by what I said for years and years and years and years and years. I said this is what Destiny needs to make the game better, right? And now they finally implemented. Now I don't know. Again, on paper, it sounds like a one to one of of my idea, but I think they the, the convoluted part they put Destiny. that they put that the convoluted Bungie. part of Bungie in there yeah. to to make it you know more more of a more grindy for grindy's sake uh, type of stuff. So, all right, we're going to go to the first story, Sarge. First story. Uh, the first test show that Steam Deck SD card. Oh, I got to make, I got to do a, uh, hold on one second. I got to do a time, time sheet here. Otherwise, I'm going to screw up later on in my edit. <clears throat> what are we, 37 minutes in? All right. All right, first story. Uh, first story, uh, Steam Deck SD card speed rivals. Okay, rivals an SSD card or SSD uh, drive. Oh, that's, that's big talk. Okay, so early Steam Deck impressions highlight surprisingly fast micro SD load times. Okay, uh, the cheapest version. Let me bring this up on the on the screen. Uh, the cheapest version of the Steam Deck might be uh, a better deal than you think. Pre-release testing of the Valve's handheld shows micro SD card load times are almost as fast as the SSD in several games. The undersized 64 gigabyte internal EMMM EMMC storage and budget Steam Deck might not, not be the issue if you can slot a hefty SD card and barely notice a difference. Okay, so the Portal 2 and Ghost Runners uh, lagged behind the micro SD about 10 to 17 seconds, though there's so, so real world results could vary a lot depending on which games play well uh, potent or Steam Deck's hardware. Uh, this is far from a complete picture. Valve only approved testing on a small handful of games, and the Steam Deck software still isn't finished. Uh, still, it's an impressive for your max uh, of your internal storage of 512 gigabytes for 649 model or solid micro SD performance might be a boon uh, to the long consideration of, uh, of the Steam Deck. Now, on top of that, we also have another Steam Deck uh, thing where it says the Steam Deck can drain its battery in 90 minutes if you don't cap your frames per second. Now, the battery life is looking good for the indie games and AAA, as long as you make sure uh, tweak the right settings. Now, according to Valve, we can expect somewhere between two to eight hours of battery life from Steam Deck. No way. Depending on how demanding the particular game is on the hardware. Now, <laughs> you're playing Minesweeper for yeah, eight hours. Maybe, right? Maybe they'll, maybe they'll. Eight, yeah, no, eight hours no way. is ambitious. No. That's, that's if you're playing Snake, like you said, right? Gamers Next ran. Uh, a range of battery tests, including Devil May Cry 5 with an uncapped frame rate, V-Sync disabled, which those settings, the Steam Deck lasted about 87 minutes and was the, on with the brightest setting to 50%. For comparison, uh, Devil May Cry 5 lasted for two hours, a full two hours with V-Sync enabled, slightly lower settings and 60 frames frame cap. Uh, okay. Uh, YouTuber, the, the, fa the Fox, uh, the Fox, yeah, also ran intensive battery test live a test for determine the worst case performance for the Steam Deck, and he came in a very similar number using the game's control at 85 to 90 minutes. Uh, turn the V-Sync off, also low settings at 90, 90 frames per second, uh, and there's also no reason for you to have a 60 hertz display can 
inadvertently have a terrible battery life. Uh, so the testing highlights one of the key differences between Steam Deck and the traditional gaming console like the Nintendo Switch. Configure your games with the proper settings and it'll be vital for getting the most juice out of your system. So what do you think of this, Sarge? Uh, Steam Deck. First of all, I have to I, I have to remember how this works, though, again, because I always get it confused in my head. Is this is this handheld system? Is it my games on the go or are we buying games on the deck? Right. Like that's is it is it like a is it is, no. is it the competition so, of the switch? Well, yes and no, uh, which is another thing. Uh, Tencent's actually making a, a, a Switch competitor or a Stream Deck competitor, I should say. Um, but Steam Deck is taking your library. So was, if you get a Steam Deck, you can log into your account and then your whole library, but set games. Not all games will be on be able to run on Steam Deck. More Not games right will away. right. More games will come out as because people are already asking, can I run Lost Ark on the Steam Deck? And as of right now, they said they can't run it because it's a Linux-based operating system, right? So uh, I'm sure people will figure it out down the road, but as of right now, there's only a certain amount of games. I forget what the list is of how many games. Um, uh, let's see, Water's already saying I if, mean, if, if I it mean, can run if, Lost Ark. Listen, if if it is a portable gaming system that can run PC current library that I own, then it's a win. Right, right. It's a win because it's your. I can. It's my PC library in my pocket or in my backpack. That's a win. Well, no matter how you look at it, that's yeah, a win. Well, for those people, what about if you don't even have a computer? Right. I think this is a win for those people as well. Right. Where first of all, if you don't have a computer, you we already know you you have a console, you have a Nintendo, you have a Switch, you have something, right? But you're not mad. Because now PC people get to play their PC games mobile. You didn't have a PC thing to begin with. You don't give a shit. You're in your own box. What I'm saying is for the PC market, if I get to play my PC games on the go, that's a win. Especially if the hardware can handle it. That's that's the joke, though. I think the battery so far is the joke. Yeah, the battery is always the bad problem about this stuff, right? I see most of these oh, people you buying it and then plugging it into the wall. Yeah, but you play PC because you play for these for the settings, the graphics, the speed. That's that's why you have a PC. I I personally don't right? see a mark. Uh, so if if I have a game, if I have a portable game system to play PC games and it runs at like a one third the speed and graphics that I have in my, you know, it's it it's a compromise. You want to call it the nice way? It's a compromise. But otherwise, what's the point? I, how hard up? How hard up for the game am I? Right. That I'm mobile. I don't have a mobile game system at all. Right. I decided to go. I decided to get this. And then it's gonna be a less satisfying experience than what I have at home. I just won't play it. I'll wait till I get home. Yeah, I, I feel like right? the, there's a really niche market here for like who needs this. It's someone that travels a lot. They could buy this and 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 like if I was still working in the film industry and staying in hotels a lot and traveling a lot, I would 100% buy this. 100% buy this, right? But then it comes down to uh, the Wi-Fi of the places that I'm staying in. This is also like if you're so hard up for your game that you walk out of your office or your game room and you're sitting on the couch with your family, but you want to really be playing video games. So you're you're playing the Steam Deck in your hands. Right. Or maybe you're on the back porch and you want to stay outside and have a, a, a nice time outside. But you also want to play video games because you really don't want to be outside. Right. Like these are the type of scenarios I see. You're at the doctor's office. You're at the uh, auto mechanic waiting for your car to be finished. Maybe you're at Walmart shopping virtually through your playing, VR headset. And you're right? not playing Raid Legends on your phone. Right. Right. Why do I need another system? Like 
understand where you sit in the gaming sphere, okay? If I'm not home, right, and I'm out and about, I'm not carrying my laptop with me. Uh, Reese, I'll get to you in a minute. I'm not carrying my laptop with me. I'm out and about, right? If I happen to be in that situation, doctor's waiting room, waiting for my car to be fixed, like someplace where I'm part of the real world and I'm just in a line somewhere that I can't control and it's eating up the clock. I'm going to whip out my fucking smartphone right. and I'm going to play one of the one of the most ridiculous games that they have on there right now. Right? Any one of the 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 triple A level mobile games that they're out there to keep me busy. Right. Right. If I have to worry about lugging out anything else to come with me, my Steam Deck to play my PC games while I'm out in the line, like it gets it gets a little crazy. Like I understand the purpose of it, right? But it does seem strange. Going back to Reese now is if I really want to play games on the go, don't I have a laptop that right. runs it? Right. And they make right? smaller laptops now, look, right? Don't I want to look at the big screen right. that I have and and have a fast gaming laptop? This is why I say. They are creating these markets with these niches that a lot of times don't make sense, right? Why? What? Who? What's like? What's the price point? And what is the what is the dividing line between my library point, of games? It's like seven hundred dollars. My library, my library of games, and what am I complaining? I think with? it runs from like five hundred to seven hundred or something like that. It's 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 got a, it's got a, a range of a range of stuff. Yeah, I just see. Doesn't it seem a little strange? It, I mean, it, how many? It's very how many, op- how many boxes do you need? Do you know the reason? I'm curious. The, do you know why the Switch works? Because the Switch games are not on the PC. Well, because they have their own system. Exactly. The Switch works because you could take Nintendo, plug it into your television set, take the same system and unplug it and go and wherever walk. You, and walk wherever and just you want. Walk. Right. Yes. Right. And it's 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 proprietary. It's uh, first party titles. Like that's what it is. Steam, like just like Reese said, you can get a laptop, you can get this, right? You can stream it to someone else's like your television set. You can get the there's there's a bunch of stuff, right? I don't know. I'm sure it's a niche. A lot of gamers are gonna get it, a lot of streamers are gonna get it, a lot of things. But if I'm a streamer, let's be honest, I'm sitting in front of a fucking computer. So am I gonna sit here like this and play my computer games while I'm streaming? Or am I going to just play the games on my fucking PC that I'm sitting in front of? It, it's, I'm trying to figure out, I'm, tr- I'm really trying to figure out the market. I'm really trying to understand who that is for. Yeah, I don't know. If it's, if it's, for, if it's for an on-the-go PC person who's on-the-go, never around his PC that he spent five grand on, never around it, I need a game system that can play my PC games mobily. I'm pretty sure that he has a laptop. I'm pretty sure the PC guy who spent five grand on a on a desktop has a gaming laptop. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we're, we're gonna see. I, I I would love to know. Listen, it sounds like it sounds like one of those other handhelds that just falls by the wayside after like the first couple of years. Yeah, it it sounds like something that it, it might be too early. The the, to, the initial the, the, the initial wow factor sounds cool because of the the fast loading times and the it's just like having a PC, but this, in your hand. But the 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 elephant in the room is still battery life. The elephant in the room is still battery life. You know who should have done this instead of Steam? This should have been a, a market. Instead of making Google Stadia, which is our next story, by the way, okay? Google Stadia, instead of making Google Stadia though a console that's not a console, it's a streaming service, they should have made a handheld device like the Steam Deck, 
but Google, and then it's a portable gaming system where you can get the third-party other games on a, on a mobile device, AAA games on a mobile device. Maybe Stadia would have done a lot better job. I don't know. I still don't think there's a market. Speaking of a not a market, okay? So Google, Google reportedly looking to salvage Stadia by changing it to Google Stream, okay? So Google Stadia, uh, PlayStation Xbox veteran Phil Harris, as a future gaming, has never has never truly lived up to the potential of its underlying technology and announced in 2019 as the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco. Now, however, when the platform launched just a few months after, not only was it already struggling with user retention, but it was missing several key features of development. Uh, the team itself remained split on how Google Stadia should have been rolled out, with the camp believing that doing a traditional console launch and the others presenting that it was a beta test. Okay? The recent consolidation of the major game publishers between Microsoft purchasing Activision and Blizzard and PlayStation requiring Bungie as frightened Google executives uh, spurred them into pursuing a, uh, a conservative approach to Stadia's uh, long-term future. The pivoting from a full supporting the platform to trying to salvage a brilliant technology speaks volumes about the confidence of the search engine giant with the with competing against the Xbox and PlayStation. Now, the peak of Google Stadia was during the release of Cyberpunk 2077. At this time, oh God, what a what a sad game for, to, to do it. Players could not get their hands on the newest console on PC. Players battled strange graphic card supplies. In addition, Cyberpunk 2077, Google Stadia also boosted blockbuster titles such as Rockstar's Red Dead Redemption 2. Yet despite this monthly subscriber count, still lagged behind projected numbers at least 25%, with the platform experiencing a peak of 750,000 monthly users, which is actually a lot of people, right? That's a, that's a lot of people, almost a million people, right? They're almost there. As a result, Google elected to focus most of its efforts securing a white-label deals that leveraged a underlying technology which had recently been rebranded as Google Stream. While Google made a deal to, uh, to Poloton, a support games as the bikes exercise equipment, a company that halted production on the connected fitness products due to the to the waning demand. Uh, moreover, the the talks that Bungie had with Google on using Stadia's technology to support a Bungie streaming service, which we'll talk about in a, in a bit, have been casting into uncertain since Bungie buyout by PlayStation. Now, while Google has chosen they still support the consumers and Google Stream, namely the Stadia platform itself, its Bungie and focus uh, uh, its budget and focus has been uh, greatly diminished. Though many insiders of the project want to keep the platform going very long or long-term in the future, and the gaming industry has become uh, perilous indeed. So what do you think about Stadia, Sarge? I mean, I, I called this years ago when I first announced it. I said, this is, this, is, uh, this, is a dead, this is dead. This is dead. We've had the conversation multiple times in the past, but we, what you have to remember with Stadia is they were ahead to the game, they is this, were ahead is this of the curve. Sega Dreamcast? <clears throat> they but, were ahead of the Stadia? curve. They were. I, I'm giving them credit. They were ahead of the curve, but the business model was flawed. You were trying to make people rebuy games that they already had on a, on a less intuitive system. Right? That's, that's the issue. If the business model had been changed, it probably would have taken off. But what they were trying to say to people was you had to rebuy stuff you already had. Everyone's going streaming right now. You are streaming. Listen, in another couple of years, you're, you're not even going to have the game at all. You're going to be you're, you're paying for the license of the game and you're going to stream the damn game to your computer or your right. console. Right. It's not going to be an actual download anymore. You know, it's coming. Right. 
But at the same time, why would they make those choices? They 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 were ahead. They 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 were at the cusp. They were right there. They and they refused to change that business model. Well, they if they came out, I think if Google came out ahead of time, if they knew they were building the system, and they came out with an actual, if they partnered up with like two to five companies that made original first-party title games with Google Stadia, if they if they imp- talk about like re, like reinventing Nintendo. Like uh, right. another Nintendo. Well, no, even first they had IPs, this... first stories, right. first everything. They they would have to come up with their first party titles that only played on Stadia. If they did this pre production wise, and before they announced the Stadia and said, "We have this, and these are the companies that we're working with, and this is the only place you can play it," that would have been a, a home run, in my opinion. But instead, they went, "Hey, you're playing Call of Duty. Why don't you play Call of Duty over here? Hey, you're playing Destiny." But why don't you play Destiny over here? And you had to rebuy the games on a system that you'd already owned the game and the system on, right? If you're on PlayStation 5 or if you're on, on Xbox, why would I go buy the same game on a different platform, right? It, it was just a very weird business model. And, and, the, and the company that could afford to put together studios to build their own infrastructure for shit. their own property was them. Yeah. They're the only company they that has shit. enough money and funding that they could actually do that. They could actually build from scratch their own development studios. They have the capital. Google has the capital, right? That's why they have a giant graveyard of these multi-million dollar <laughs> ideas that they keep throwing into the graveyard because they have the money to blow. This, this they, don't, been... they, don't, they don't focus on what the actual issue is. They're just trying to get out. Now, it's, it's very interesting. We'll, we'll talk about the next story as well. It's very interesting to know that Bungie was trying to do their own streaming service and they were trying to partner up with Google Stadia to do it, right? So it makes you wonder where now, obviously, Sony picked them up and now they're doing a live service game for, for, for Bungie. But Stadia, Sarge, the Google Stadia is dead. It's called Google Stream now. So I think this Changing has... The, the name is not going to help. Right, so I think this has the approval for a Vagoda. I think it's been Vagoda'd. <laughs> uh, my prostate. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been vagoded. You have been vagoded. Okay, Google uh. Stadia has been vagoded. Let me let me find the uh, the story now with 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 Bungie. I gotta find the Bungie one. Where's the Bungie one? Yeah, it's just a bad business model from the start. And and they they just they just kind of ruined it for themselves. Okay, so the next story, the next story. Uh, what have we got? We're at fifty five. All right. <clears throat> Bungie has reportedly exploring its own streaming platform before Sony deal. Okay, as part of the report about Google's attempts to course correct. And a failing Stadia streaming service, Google reportedly pitched its tech to Bungie, which is already exploring its own potential streaming service under the white label deal. Now, Bungie would own content in the controller uh, and front end service, but Google technology would support the platform. Now, of course, Sony's recently announced decision to purchase Bungie for $3.6 billion. Uh, talks between Bungie and Google apparently made considerably progress before the deal, but it remains unclear how the acquisition will impact Google's plans. Now, Bungie said, it will keep supporting Stadia with Destiny 2 and has been 
one of the service marquee attractions, but Sony has an existing deal with Microsoft on cloud gaming infrastructure. Okay, so this is like a whole little loop, right? So Sony has a deal with the Azura a program with what they established back in by, I think, 2018, 2019. So it's clear that Bungie and Sony are a new partnership is as much about the IP as it is about building out a live service game infrastructure. Now, PlayStation is planning to launch 10 live service games in the next four years, with Bungie serving as the key partner in the initiative. Now, Bungie was one of the earliest adopters of the game as a games as a service business model in 2014 with Destiny. Now, Bungie experienced the service game is something that Sony plans to capitalize on and incorporate into more of the IP. Sony CFO said during the company's latest earnings uh, call. So, Again, this is just bouncing off of what we just saw, what we talked about with Google Stadia. Bungie had deals going on with, with Stadia, right? They, they, they brushed off Microsoft. Microsoft said you're too expensive, rumor-wise. Google was like, hey, partner with us for a streaming service, and Bungie was going to make their own streaming service. I would like to talk about that a little bit, Sarge. That's kind of big deal. Before Sony bought them for $3.6 billion, right? Bungie trying to start their own own live service streaming like streaming so obviously their mo of what they believe that bungie's doing is this mmo-esque type of lost ark eso world of warcraft you know service model so they were going to have their own monthly fee do you think they were going to have their own monthly fee plus well, isn't, that you, isn't that what you have really now anyway? yes you do honestly you do but like if they had their own service, do you believe that it would be like a World of Warcraft 15 bucks a month type of thing to play Destiny? <clears throat> you know, I, 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 I still don't know, honestly, why Bungie accepted Sony's offer, honestly. It, it, because it's because of the they, movies. I'm telling you, it's because of the technology. They, and the they were doing well on their own. They proved they could do it. Now, the conversation we had last week and the week before about Bungie not being able to handle money because they, they don't have an accountant that knows yeah, how to they, do numbers. They have someone to... <laughs> Something's wrong with that company. The cappuccino company. machine if, was if, really if, expensive. Right, like, they pay, they overpay, apparently, but be, it just seems, it still seems weird to me that not wanting to be under anybody and want complete c control of your own IP, and then when Sony buys you, rumored now, I, don't, I haven't seen the contract, this is the rumor now, everyone keeps talking about, that they still have complete control over their whole ip so my question then is i know i know chat's gonna say it, they want their technology but like what sony what does sony get from them sony wanted control, sony wanted the technology and the ip for the movies that's what they wanted so what you're saying is now that now that sony has bungie within five years you're looking at a bungie you're looking at, sorry you're looking at a, a destiny movie absolutely tv or, series or show tv series or and, show. no not either or both TV series and a movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe that Bungie believes that they have the next Star Wars, Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, right? They have that next sci-fi fantasy film or TV show and that's what they want to do. 100%. And let's let's be honest. It would be cool to see that, right? It would be cool to have that world on the screen, on the big screen, right? It would be cool. Yeah, but not not TV screen. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Movie screen. Yeah. Not Sony TV Sony screen, wanted them. Screen. Sony's looking, look, they right now Sony as far as movies 
Spider-Man's it. That's why they're going into the universe of the, the Spideyverse, okay? That's why they're bringing Andrew Garfield back to do Spider-Man 3. That's why they're in talks with uh, with Tobey Maguire, hence why they're bringing Tom Holland back. Like, they're, they're all coming back, right? They're all coming back. They want another IP, mega IP, and Destiny is that. Not only is Destiny an IP for... We talked about this last week. Not only is a Destiny... What you ever think about Destiny... Destiny's a huge in the gaming market. Huge. It's got no competitors. Okay, it just, it just does what it wants, and it does it well. Bungie, if you hate them or love them, they make good shit. Okay? Bungie didn't have the opportunity. They had the money, but they didn't know how to work with it, right? They didn't have enough money. They didn't have that epic money from Battle Royale to create the empire they want to create, so they had, they had to deal with somebody. And Sony has that money where they're like, yeah, we'll make the movies for you. We'll make the TV shows for you. This is what we'll do, right? Give us the technology that you have. We'll make your movies for you. You can keep your IP. And th again, this is just me speaking. I don't know the, the contract, right? And Budgie's like, all right, cool. So we'll publish our own game, okay? You can take the technology and you can have the, the IP rights for the movies and television shows. Not the IP, the IP rights to make the TV shows, to make the movies, to make the books, to make all the stuff. And that's why... That's why Sony bought Bungie, okay? I think for sure that Destiny was going to make their own subscription model of like a World of Warcraft, of an of a ESO type of stuff, right? This is why they set the game up like they did, okay? And think about this, Sarge. It makes perfect sense. Now, I don't know how they're going to do it with Sony, but if they had their own live service, remember, the game's not, it's, it's too big, Sarge. They can't put the whole game on the disc, on your system. They have to take stuff away. But if they had their own live service, like 15 bucks a month, you would have access to everything. You would have access to all the planets and all the stories and all the stuff, right? I believe that's what they were wanting to do. This is why they vaulted stuff. This is why they got rid of stuff because they were in the process of making their own streaming service, potentially, okay? And then Sony came in and said, we, we'll buy you out. And now they're like, oh, okay, right? This is why they were making their own streaming thing. If 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 Bungie's other games that they release are half as good as Destiny, and it picks up a following, then then Sony got away with the, one of the greatest deals ever. But those games have to succeed just as well in order for them to get to get the funding to make what it is you just discussed. I believe that that's possible, right? I I think there's a world where everything that Destiny is is playable and not vaulted. Right. I, I don't understand the, the limitations in the whole space, as they say. I, I think that it's I think there's a world where the Destiny game itself can be played in completion, everything's open from beginning to end, and you decide when you want to come into the story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh to answer a question, uh, Nick says, Can you have a TV show when the main character doesn't talk? Yeah, because you're you're looking at it as just a one-to-one. -one. You're taking the story that we already played in the video game and moving it over to the TV series. No, they could literally do it before the collapse. They could literally have the show before the Traveler even shows up to Earth, right? There's a whole story that they could go into, and there's a whole story they could say afterwards, right? There's a whole there's a whole like rich lore that's there that they can they can do. You don't need your main character that you're playing in the game. It could be a completely different character. It could literally follow Zavala when he was first as a guardian before he died the first time, 
right? You could have follow Ikora. You could follow Cade Six. You could follow uh, Osiris. You could follow Saint Fourteen. You could follow all of these characters uh, before what we meet them as during this during Destiny the game. So, I see that. I see that happening. I, I think, um, yeah. So, all right, we're gonna move on to the next story. Chat, what do you think? Why do you uh, do you think uh, Bungie was going to make their own streaming service? Let me know in the comment section down below. Don't forget to hit that like button if you like the, the content that we're making here. All right, so we got next story, Sarge. Dying Light 2 dev says that Xbox Series S GPU is holding it back. Okay. Now, this, the con- this is the story that goes on forever. Yeah, this is always going to be like this. But this is what I said, remember... I said this, I said when they make the S and stuff, this is still holding back games, even though because because this system exists, they have to make it for the shittier system and then raise it up for the older system, right? So the console version of Dying Light 2 also appears to be, uh, to be solid on the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. Now, Dying Light 2 allows players to choose from three different modes. One graphic option that focuses on running at the maximum possibility resolution, while the other aims to deliver a stable 60 frames per second experience. The third option, known as quality mode, adds a ray tracing and other graphical features. Both resolution mode and quality mode run Dying Light 2 at 30 frames per second on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Now, Xbox Series S, on the other hand, only has one graphical mode, and the developer has clarified that the main reason behind the decision. Now, the information comes from Twitter account. Uh, the lead designer of Dying Light 2, a fan mentioned that he got a motion sickness while playing Dying Light 2 due to the lack of a field of view slider, head bobbing, and 30 frames per second gameplay. Now, he replied by saying the Xbox Series S can only run Dying Light 2 at 30 frames per second due to the limitation of the GPU power. Now, but the developer will look into improving the frame rate in the future. He also stated that the motion sickness will be addressed in the first patch. Uh, the developer will prioritize resolving the co-op issues faced at Dying Light 2's players as the server problems and disconnects are, pl- are plaguing the experience for so many users. Now, Techland also had earlier promised that after the prologue, players will also be able to play Dying Light 2 fully in co-op. Now, most games in the Series X are simply scaled down releases of the Xbox Series X version, hit to the resolution, various graphical settings, and frame rate extremely common, especially in the open-world games like Dying Light 2. And there's a big difference between raw GPU power and the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S. It will materialize in one way or the other. In this case, Dying Light 2 runs at 1080p, 30 frames per second on the on the Series S, but it's far from a poor version of the game. So this this is, like you said in the very beginning here, Sarge, this is a time that oh, it always happens like this, right? It, it, it always but that this. to me but that to me is now the excuse the excuse is we couldn't make the game run properly because we had to make it for a shittier system they've been saying listen even if it even if that system didn't work they, they would have blamed either the playstation or an xbox series x for one of the reasons they'd have blamed it now they just have the s to point the finger at so they pointed they point the finger at the s <laughs> right, it, right. Like, so 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 now what you're saying is in the middle of development because dying light 2 has been in development for a while okay in the middle of development, Microsoft approaches them and goes, hey, by the way, we're releasing two systems, not one. These are the specs for the smaller one. Right. These are the specs for the bigger one. Make it work. Like, in the middle of development. And so now you have to go, oh, well, uh, the gamers aren't going to like us, but we're going to have to tone everything down for the dumber system. Like, Right. It's always going to be a problem. Always. Always. Yeah, because they have to port it. They're porting it, right, to that, to that system. 
So they always got to make a shittier version of what you're the potential of the game allow, could be. Yep, yeah, but but this is this, you're ham hocking this man. You're supposed to allow you you make a piece of hardware, right? You give them the specs. They do the best that they can at the moment they know what the specs are because a lot of times they're in the middle of doing one cycle right then and there. Right. Okay. The best game you're gonna get is usually the game that knows the specs. A game has already come out, and that's the last game before the system ends, <clears throat> that they know how to maximize what that system can do and the best that they can do. Case in point, I use this as an example all the time, was the original God of War. Right. Right? The original God of War came out at the end of the PS2's life cycle, at the very bare bones end. Right? When that game came out, everyone was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I didn't even know my PS2 could do that. Right. Right? You had that moment. That moment has to happen again. We still put ourselves in these corners where you they're they're not allowed to do the art that they can. You you give them a roadblock. Now, the discussion's already been had, and we've had it with chat and you, with me, multiple times, why the S came out. Right? We all know why the S came out. The S came out. We because, all know right. why. Because they and just if watched you have it. Go it, back a few episodes. Yeah. You'll probably catch us talking about it again. You know why there's the S. Yeah. So basically, you're telling me. The go-ahead move in order to get people into your structure, into, into your house only, was to create a system that was less powerful in order to ham-hock people into it on yep. purpose yep. just so Game Pass could function. Yeah. Madness. Fucking yeah, they, madness. They, they, they did it because they, they want you in their, in their ecosystem, right? They want you in their ecosystem. So take away the disk drive. Game Pass. I mean, think about this. You can literally get a system for 25 bucks a month. A system with Game Pass for $25 a month for two years. Okay. It's like, it's, 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 right. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Obviously, I buy mine straight up, but, uh, but the, but the point is that you can. The convenience is there. Right. I'm going to get a system. Even if I can't get the system that I want, I can get a system. Right. Because for some reason, and it always seems a little strange, doesn't it, bro? S's are everywhere, but you just can't find an X. Nope, you can't find an X. Just can't do it. And then, then you have the FOMO feeling, right? Well, I don't want the S, but all these things are coming out. I can't find an X. I'll just get the S. Right. All right, so the, the, next, the next story I want to talk about, this is, uh, I talked about this on my stream, I think last week or earlier this week. Um, this is from, from um, Conover. Uh, it's a guy who, who talks about different topics and stuff. I'm going to bring him up on screen. We're going we're gonna to listen to him, uh, and then we'll talk about this, Arch. So I've been thinking a lot about how Microsoft just bought Activision, one of the worst video game publishers, and I think that news is a lot more frightening than most people realize. Like, I see people worrying, oh, what if they make Call of Duty an Xbox exclusive? But that's not the issue. The issue is that Microsoft can use Activision to undercut the rest of the entire video game industry and build a monopoly. See, most publishers sell their games for 60 or $70, which they have to do because the games cost hundreds of millions of dollars to make and years of effort. But Microsoft has recently disrupted that strategy by introducing a service called Game Pass, where you can get hundreds of games for just $9.99 a month. 
and now they're buying up game publishers so they can put their games on the service. Microsoft has bought so many game studios that they now own Doom, Wolfenstein, Quake, Halo, Call of Duty, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Diablo, Hearthstone, Overwatch, Starcraft, Warcraft, World of Warcraft, Psychonauts, Guitar Hero, Dishonored, Minecraft, Gears of War, Tony Hawk, and Zork. Remember Zork? It doesn't matter if Call of Duty is also available on PlayStation, if you can get it for $9.99 instead of $70 and get hundreds of other games too, that's what you're going to do. The deal is just too good to pass up. Now, I can hear what you're going to say next. You're saying Sony and Nintendo just need to make their own Game Pass competitors and make their own games, $9.99 a month. Here's the problem. I don't think they can do that. I think Microsoft is taking a massive loss on Game Pass, and they're able to do that because they are literally 10 times bigger than Sony and Nintendo combined. Nintendo makes video games and playing cards. Sony makes video games and headphones. Microsoft makes video games, the operating system that every computer in the world runs on, and the web services that every website in the world run on. They are one of the biggest companies in the world, and that means that they can use their massive cash reserves to subsidize their video game service forever. It's the Amazon strategy. They can take a loss on every single video game they sell through Game Pass forever until they have wiped out the competition and Sony and Nintendo cannot do shit about it. Actually, I should say I think Nintendo will be fine because Nintendo has Mario and Zelda and everyone loves Mario and Zelda, but I think Sony is fucked. Like, Sony can't afford to make the new God of War or Horizon Zero Dawn game just 10 bucks. They need those games to be $70 for them to make a profit that year. Whereas Microsoft is able to lose money indefinitely, so yeah, indefinitely that they can sell the damn console and Game Pass for just $25 a month. Now, that's an amazing deal, but it's one of those deals that we might later say, ooh, that deal was a little bit too good to be true, because it could mean that Microsoft wipes out all the competition in the video game space and then is able to jack the prices up on us and also make games that are a lot worse. And let's not forget that all this consolidation naturally is going to lead to layoffs and worse conditions for workers. Microsoft isn't trying to be the Netflix of games. They're trying to be the Amazon of games. Right. They want to use their massive cash advantage to undercut and dominate the entire game industry. That is bad for video game makers and video game players. And as someone who loves video games, I'm worried. So, been so as we talk, now, you might not like him, Duplis, and you might think he's a schmuck, but... I've been saying the exact same thing for years now before even Game Pass launched, okay? He might be a schmuck, but he sees the future like I see the future, okay? And this is what the, the industry is going, right? As, as much as I love Game Pass because it is one of the greatest deals ever, okay? So was Netflix at, at, back in the day. But now Netflix is just a large blockbuster with thousands of shitty content in there and very few great blockbuster movies that are in there, not blockbuster, the actual chain, okay? That's what's happening right now with Microsoft. Now, we've talked this in, in, in the past, right? Sarge, what do, you, what do you think? I don't agree with everything he's saying, but what do you, what do you think about what he said? Well, if the, if the topic is the same, I remember hearing that a while back. I didn't hear it right now because my computer. But is it the same story where the industry will rely on the income from the Game Pass market rather than the actual releasing of a game? Is that is that is that the gist of it? Well, no, he's because... he's talking he's 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 talking about he's talking about that Game Pass is not Netflix of gaming. It's Amazon of gaming, right? Basically, he's saying that Microsoft is, is doing a loss 
because they can because they're a two trillion dollar company and they have Xbox is just a division of the bigger picture of Microsoft, right? Correct. The the gaming industry is a fifty four billion dollar business. The a, largest on it's earth. the largest on earth, right? So before Bill Gates didn't give two shits about Xbox, but now out of all entertainment, right? It's it's the number one entertainment piece, and now Microsoft is is structured to be right at the top of it. Okay, right. so just like the software of Windows on every fucking PC in the country, okay, they can basically take a loss, take money and just throw it at it to make it look like it's better than what it is, right? Bring in a bunch of, of developers, make games, but just lower the quality of them, okay? Because they have to, because they, they're just tossing money at the devs, the devs are making money, but then they're, like, they're paying, getting paid for, but they have to just make product for this because they have to compete... Why would you pay for Call of Duty $70 on PlayStation when you could pay 10 bucks a month to have Call of Duty in 100 other games, right? All right, well, the, the, the problem still persists, and I, and I know a lot of people don't see it because a lot of people are just getting into it now and seeing what a great value it is. And I understand I understand the mentality of why... Oh, hold on a second. I got I to gotta raise you value. up. I got to raise you up because I, I had to lower it. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. I understand why people think that Game Pass is a great value. The, the long-term effects, though is as follows. If a company can do something or make a product and if the product fails, there's no punishment on the company at all. Like in the old days, you made a product, you hope it was good, you did the research, you release it, you try to promote it, you sell, you, you, you grow as a business. If I'm able to collect the money for no reason at all, but by putting a bunch of garage games in a room and saying one or two of them are awesome, but you, the value is perceived because you have all these other choices that you have. Right. If I'm collecting 20, and believe me, it's going to go up. Well, let's just say $20, right? Let's say it's $20 a month. If I get enough population that I'm collecting $20 a month for, from, then it doesn't matter the state I release any games on that system anymore because I can't fail. It, it's 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 completely different than too big to fail. Right. It's basically like having the the Mario invincibility star. I'm allowed to do whatever I want, and it was it it doesn't affect my bottom line. Right. And you set the I'm tone. Collecting game because right. I'm collecting Game Pass money regardless. I'm making my money here regardless. So now if I release Game A, Game A X twenty five, right. And that game has ridiculous amount of microtransactions, ridiculous amount of monetary value in it, ridiculous amount of trying to just to screw people over. And people realize they're like, man, this fucking game sucks. Fuck you, Microsoft, right? And they're like, and they don't play it. Not that they don't buy it, they just don't play it because it's part of the system. It's not that I buy the game or you lost money on it. I still collect this money regardless. So they're allowed to do whatever it is that they want, and there's no risk. It's you, you have to see it from their point of view. They've got themselves positioned now where they're collecting 100% of the profit from the game. There's no more middleman. You buy it directly from them, which means a $60 price point is 100% theirs. Not anymore going to GameStop, not anymore going to a secondhand store right. like, like a Walmart or Target or whatever. 100%. So technically speaking, the game has doubled for them. For them, the profit on the game has doubled, right? Now on top of that, we release in-game services, storefronts, whatever it is to collect more on that game that we, we sell. But if the game sucks, they, they, it doesn't hurt them. No. Like they, 
We didn't we didn't we didn't succeed in trying to get over on them on that game. Right. Back to the drawing board. But we have let's see if we can come 75 other game. games on the on the, right. on the, on the let's on see the... if we can do a different game that, that psychologically gets more money out of them because because that's what it is now. It's a you're, you're selling the platform, you're not selling the game. Right. The platform is there for me to get money taken out of me, not for me to actually enjoy the game anymore. I'm buying a platform and you're trying to extrude money from me. That's the game now. So in the old days, if your company was bad at what they did, they went away. Yes. Consumers decided you're not good enough. Your products are not good enough. I want to go over here. Your products are better. And then that, that business dies. Well, not anymore. Right. If I, if I, if I fall victim and give them money every month for game pass, and I'm part of this, Hundred million people who are giving them twenty dollars a month, they can do whatever they want. Well, it's twenty. They don't go 20, anywhere. Twenty-five million, I think it was. It, it, it's not going. It's not going the right direction. You, I understand people don't see it from my point of view. No. Put yourself they, in the position and they of the won't. business and look at it. They, and they look won't, how it works. They won't see it. Just like today, I saw a great a great comment by Tony uh, Tony Bing, right? Who's a content creator on Marvel Avengers and a bunch of other Marvel content and stuff. He told people to stop supporting Marvel because they keep coming out with cosmetics, right? He says, you keep buying these cosmetics, but when the game shuts down and the server shuts down, you're not going to own anything, so stop giving right. them money. The The feedback that got back, the people that were like, you don't know what you're talking about. I play offline. I still own the stuff. And like, you're an idiot because you can't see it, right? The servers are still online, so you can play the game with your, with your cosmetics. But the day comes, a year or two down the road, where they Look shut it much. off. You don't own anything, but people don't see that because they can't see past the their nose. The they can't right. see past the their the nose, trees. right? So that's the problem, right? The reason we bring this up on here is the conversation. Take what you want from what he was saying. Duplass is running with it's a monopoly, even though we haven't brought up a monopoly one bit in this conversation, right? He's saying that the way the industry is going once they have the games, like, think about this. They have 32, 38 studios. All of them come up with a first-party title game. Now, there's 32 original first-party title games on Game Pass. And now, do you think it's going to stay at 10 bucks a month? Do you think it's going to stay at $15 a month? Do you think it's going to, right? And then once they build up that, and then it breaks over that 50 million or 100 million people, right? Then they have the majority of the market, right? Just like Google and, and Apple with the cell phones. Then they can start making the terms of what's a good game and bad game and what game to show. We decide. Right. We decide. Right. So this is what people don't see, okay? And that's the problem. And this is why we talk about what we're talking about. And this is why... Uh, we try to just put it out there so people understand, look, stop looking just in front of you and going, I'm having fun, right? And just know that there's, an there's another thing happening behind it, right? Everyone thought there's no way that Blockbuster would go by. There's a whole room here with thousands of, of VHS tapes. Then Blu-ray happened. Then Redbox happened. Then Netflix happened. You know what I mean? Like, And then gone, completely wiped off the map. There's like one Blockbuster left in Alaska. <laughs> Okay. They didn't want to pivot. Right. They didn't want to pivot. Right. So it's just trying to, to educate. Now, speaking of first-party title games, let's talk about the next topic here. Right? And we're going to have to speed up just a little bit here. So uh, Platinum Games wants to resurrect a lost action game called Scalebound. Now, I don't know if you remember this, Sarge, but I talked about this a couple of months ago. 
I don't have a goldfish brain. I remember Scalebound. Okay. I talked about this a couple of months ago, saying that Scalebound will probably get re revived again because Xbox wants more first-party titles on Game Pass. Okay. Now, it's not official. Okay. But Scalebound was canceled in 2017. Okay. And now Platinum Games Head says that they would like to revive the game if Microsoft are up to it. Now, real quick, there's already a game being worked on with Microsoft with Dragons. Now, we don't know if it's Scalebound, but Microsoft owns the IP of Scalebound. Platinum Games was working on Scalebound, but there was a bunch of mess-ups and stuff, and, and the, the engine they were using didn't really work with the game they were creating and so on, so they just scrapped it, okay? So, basically... I said a couple months ago that Scalebound is probably going to come back just like 1313 will because when a game is like so far along and you own that IP, in, in an example here, movie studios film movies all the time. And sometimes they film movies and they put it on the shelf. And other times they have a script and then they film the movie and then they put it out right away. Okay, But they still have the movie on the shelf and they're like, should we make money with it now or later? Okay. They already put the money up for this, and they were really far along at scale bound. And let's just say they have to put another fifty million into it. Okay, now back before Game Pass, because in two thousand seventeen there wasn't Game Pass. Okay, when it got canceled, back then Game Pass wasn't a thing. Now Game Pass is a thing. This is their business model, and Scalebound was a money that they they didn't want to put any more money in because it was a first party title that was going to be a failure. Now they have Game Pass. Now they could throw money at it. If they're throwing $60 billion at, a, at Sony Activision, I think they could throw $50 million at Scalebound to finish it up. You see what I'm saying? Right? So I don't know if Microsoft is making Scalebound already behind the back of Platinum or if they let Platinum Games finish Scalebound. What do you think about this, Sarge? Well, I, I would like to go with common sense on this one. I don't, why, I don't think they're coming out with two different Dragon games at the same time like they do with military games, you think? You think they would release two different Dragon games? No. If they were, or a different Dragon game when you already have a Dragon game that's 90% completed, or like the, the resources are already there, and you would just start over to make another Dragon game? Right. Right Now, is the game you're talking about going to be on Game Pass, or is it a game that release, they're releasing as a game that's going to well, stand on if, its own? If it's if it's from Microsoft Studios, it's going to be on Game Pass day one. That's official. Like uh, that's that's what it is. First party title games from Xbox is going to be on Game Pass on day one. Yeah, I think the reservoir of cash on that that is gathered by Game Pass on a monthly basis is enough to pay out the games that are being played based on based on uh, game time. And also a chunk of it based on which first-party title is in position for that season. This is my brain working, not 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 what I know for a fact. Like they have a certain amount of money that they can do every every three months that they can pay towards a premium game, right? And I think that if they release Scalebound and use the resources for the for those three months, they could probably finish the game. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Right? And, and then it just goes on Game Pass. And when it goes on Game Pass... It's just another just, game. Just another game on, on Game Pass to, to fluff that number, to, to be like, hey, look at all these first-party title games that are on, that are on Game Pass, right? I, I, I feel like... I, feel like I, I, want to, I want to agree with you, Mo, but if, if they're coming out... If, if Microsoft's working on a Dragon game, and then you're telling me that Scalebound's almost done, but they want to finish it, doesn't it sound strange that you would have another Dragon game already on the way out when you have a Dragon game that's not finished that you could have finished just seems strange right how 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 convenient is it 
that were going to release a dragon game, but we had another dragon game that was on the shelf that we were fucking around with. Like, why is everything so on top of each other? Like, it's a dragon game. Like, nobody <laughs> else got dragon games. And then when you were going to re release a game on dragons, there's multiple dragon games. Like, how yeah. does that work? Yeah. Like, you guys have to be talking to each other, especially if you're not on the same goddamn team, right? Especially if you're not even part of the ecosystem. You're, <laughs> one company's over here, one company's over here. Hey, you guys working on a dragon game? What dragon game? I don't know what you're talking about. I... Uh, Right. What dragon game? I am going to say that Scalebound, I said it months ago, is going to come back. I'm going to put it in the big book of bull. Okay. Scalebound will be out by 2025. There's, there's the big book of bull intro there. Blammo. We got it all covered on this show now. Okay. The big book of bull, right? 2025. Okay, it's going to be 2025 Scalebound will be on Game Pass by 2025. Okay, if it's a new Scalebound they're creating from fresh start, or if it's Scalebound they're finishing, Big Book of Bull, Scalebound's coming out for, for Microsoft Studios, and it will be on Game Pass by 2025. That's, that's a 30 and still gaming, uh, Big Book of Bull. That's too far from now, bro. It's three years. We've got, we got, we got people going to get married, divorced, <laughs> and have brain damage and goldfish brains. No one's going no to remember that. Well, well, Jeezy might remember it. Jeezy's, Jeezy's brain's all right. He, <laughs> he remembers that kind of stuff. BBB, the big book of bull. Supposed to be the big blue book of bull. Supposed to be the four B. Well, it's three Bs now. I'm not going back and editing that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just, it, it, it's too many coincidences. Just too many. I mean, and, and here's, <laughs> here's the other part of that, right? They have a game that's 80% done, 90% done. How many times have we heard this? The game is 80% done, canceled. Right? Right. We're about to put it on the shelf. Didn't like it. Canceled. Like the gun, the game's just done. Like it's almost done. You've been working. We got paid, everything else. We're not putting it out. Fuck it. It's not going to work. Right? They can do that. However, Betafield 76, or I'm sorry, Betafield 2076 can basically release the biggest POS ever. Are, are we doing that now? And not, are we, and not think about it. Are we, are we doing the, the, that story now? All right, let's, let's do it. it. Let's, let's do yeah. it. Okay, so this is a segment of Betafield 2076. Hashtag... Betafield 2076. If you'd like to use this this picture, it's on our di general Discord. You can take this and you can put it anytime anyone mentions Battlefield on Twitter. I would like you to use this and just reply with just this picture. Betafield 2076. Betafield 2076. Okay, so now we're going to cover a couple of Battlefield stories here. Okay, first story. I can't wait. Battlefield 2042 mm. players are, are, are petitioning for refunds. Now, right now, Sarge, it it just broke to me earlier before the show started. It's over 100,000 people are asking for refunds. Okay, I'm oh, asking for that refunds. Like, that sounds like a lot of people. Okay. So a petition requested by Battlefield 2042 quickly scored a uh, sword amongst players in the game launched in, in dismantle uh, dis uh, state. Okay, it quickly fell several charts and players left the game and various others. Will be a recent delay of Battlefield, I'm sorry, Betafield 2076. Seasonal content didn't help at all. The reception easily puts Betafield 2076 as one of the most disappointing games, I'm going to say, of not 2021, of ever. Okay. 
Okay, and now fans are seeking refunds. May I just say, I'm sorry, but not sorry. If you're a member of this community, what season? What season? Okay, content? if you're a member you of this community, about? okay, I warned you, I told you, okay. So if you're one of these hundred thousand people that signed a petition, okay, I told you not to buy this. I told you not to pre-order it. I told you not to touch it for six months to a year. And if you didn't listen to me, I'm sorry. You you deserve what you get. You paid for it. At a hundred bucks, a hundred twenty dollars. You got the position now, right? You got the position. You can actually try to get your money back. I want to see how that works. Right. I just want. I want. There's a guy one... who's three hundred hours into the game and wants his money back. Listen, I want there to be at least one lawyer who understands online sales, understands the gaming industry, and fights just one time. We need one lawyer to win a court case and state. As like a lemon law or as like a better business bureau type of lawyer where he says, listen, the game is supposed to come out released. These are the past games that have come out. These are the these are the features that the game has. This is the game, how it works. And then show this game in comparison. And go, right. This is what the game is. This is what the game is missing. This is how the game is played. And it's just not even close to what the other standards that they themselves have set in the Battlefield universe and then be able to sue and get your money back one time. Just one time. Let the precedent be set that if you release a broken game in order to collect money, in order for you to sell skins, that your ass is going to be grass and it they're going to mow it. It should be called... Like, they it, have to. It should be called the snake salesman clause. That's what something. it should be called. Yeah. Something. It should be called the snake salesman clause. It just seems to me that there's no way that they're getting a refund. Like, they could fight that until the blue in the face. But they might have grounds that they sell that the like the Better Business Bureau. You you sold the substandard product for a full price. You know what I mean? Like you you might be able to get over on that. They're going to use the buyer beware. Then the other lawyer has got to say, well, this is what you advertised, and this is what it is. And so they <clears throat> they can get them on false advertisement on at least at the bare minimum some false advertisement on the game itself. It just seems strange to me that it took this long. Like it took you 300 hours to figure out that you hate the game. Yeah. Here, here's what I, I knew within 30. Reminded, I, I if, knew if it took you 300 hours to figure out that battle beta fields 2076 was bad. You rode the small bus in school. I, I knew this game was bad when I first saw the first trailer. When they were, when they were showing you a tornado more than the gameplay, cause there was no gameplay. I was like, Oh, I was like, this is not, this is battlefield in name only Sarge. So here's the second topic. Battlefield 2042, low server population is causing one player to host an entire region. Okay? So a South Africa... Sorry, say that again? Yeah, so the, the server is so low, the server population is causing one player to host the entire region. Okay, so South African gamers generally do not have it easy when it's trying to play older or less popular multiplayer games. As the number of players in the region is far lower than the North American or Europe... These players normally re, uh, resign themselves as playing the European servers as much higher ping. However, in Battlefield games, how, uh, have normally had strong South African community. Unfortunately, Battlefield 2042 low player count has recently even caused a tightly knit South African gaming community to waver. The South African gamer recently revealed his Reddit post that the only way for South African players to find a game with decent ping is to browse for games in a portal mode, which means that the first person to host the game for the evening has the full control over the games in the region. 
Okay, while while annoying is this is nothing that the South African market has not been uh, been accustomed to over the years. Issue being that arise when the host for the night decided to to become the judge, jury, and the executioner of the of anyone who <laughs> disavowed uh, uh, them uh, by banning these gamers from only servers that can play on with a decent ping. So this could become an issue with other lower populated regions in Battlefield. I'm sorry, Battlefield 2076. So. There you go, Sarge. One guy is being the the one server for, yeah, whoever, for that whoever, region. Whoever, whoever gets on first becomes the server for the weekend. Yeah, you got you got to stay on. <laughs> <laughs> but can we just? I'm gonna let's let's clap it up for Betafield 2076. Let's clap it up yeah, for that guy yeah, in South that, Africa. The South Africa. The yeah, taking one. Like what? What is happening? Right. Like once again, we know for a fact that no matter how close a game is to being done, they can delay it, aka Halo Infinite, right? Also, we know that if a game's not good enough and we know it's not going to go well, they cancel the son of a bitch before it even goes out. We've seen that multiple times as well. So the fact that Android Wilson allowed that shit to go, okay, allowed that shit to happen. Fourth quarter numbers, man. We need to pick up our fourth quarter numbers. We need to release this, and we'll fix it along the way. Well, how's that working out for you, Android? Can, Sarge, can I... Can we call Beta Field 76? Can we call it Vagoded? Is it Vagoded or not yet? No, not yet. That's not, nope. No. I really wanted to push that button. No, because I don't want to be... I'll tell you what. I don't want to be wrong. I, I, want that, <laughs> I, I, want, I want two... I want the bullet in the chest and a bullet in the head. I'm, I'll wait. Wait. Here's, here's another story. Here's another story. Battlefield, Betafield 2076 adds a tactical beanie. Item and fans aren't happy. That's it. That's the story. I'm not even going to read the article. They added a beanie, Sarge. Woo! Clap it up. They, clap it up. They, they got a beanie, Sarge. They, they, they added a beanie. Fantastic. So Thank God. Thank God you... Thank God you got a crack team of guys who are making paraphernalia for your character in game. Right. Thank well, God for that. That's that's this week in Betafield uh 2076. <laughs> All right. All right. There we go. So there there's there's Betafield 2076 news there. All right, the next story, uh, Microsoft confirms that Call of Duty, uh, Call of Duty, uh, popular, popular Activision Blizzard titles will remain on multi-platform beyond current agreements. I'm not even going to read into the story. That's it. I'm just letting you know they are continuing. I did say that I think Call of Duty would stay on multi-platform because they got to make the $6 billion back and, and cutting off one of the platforms where they make 30 million units sold and half of that is on PlayStation that that would be stupid to get rid of that that income right now we do have let, let's play a game Sarge I, I got to make a song for this I really do uh let me let me find the uh let me find the thing okay now if you already know the answer chat if you already know the answer chat don't don't say the answer but you're right Sarge you gotta sneeze what's so gonna happen Jalapeno nuts. Jalapeno nuts. Got it. Okay. Activision made 
how much in microtransactions and DLCs last year in 2021? How much did Activision Company Blizzard wide? make? What? Company-wide or specific game? So, a Activision made this amount of money from microtransactions and DLCs from all their games. Oh, everything. From everything. Yeah, in their fiscal... All right, so DLCs and microtransactions. Microtransactions and DLCs, not sales of games, just microtransactions and DLCs. How much did Activision make last year in 2021? Dupla says two bill. We know, we know, we know how much. Milky says one dollar. That's a good answer. If this was Prices Right, if this was Prices Right, without going go over, over, Milky would get it one dollar. Well, we know how much Grand Theft Auto made, so we got to go in that in that vicinity. So Pepsi says less than thirty billion. <clears throat> I'll, I'll go three, three B, three billion, three billion. Sarge says uh, three billion chat people that are watching this after the fact or live right now, put in the comment section down below how much billions it might be millions, but how many, how much money did they make last year? We'll give you a couple more seconds. He <clears throat> says less than 10 billion, less than 20 billion. Okay. We'll give you a couple more seconds. If you're taking this long, you're looking it up. Okay, you're looking it up. Okay, Stealth says 4.6 billion. Okay, and the answer is, the answer is 5.1 billion dollars in microtransactions yourself. and DLC. That's 5.1 billion dollars. At this point, I have nothing else to say about the gaming industry. It's that's they, fucking they, madness. They got to keep their lights on, Sarge. You, you, you guys all remember that gaming studios grew the fastest during the early O's, right? And they didn't have any microtransactions. They were just selling games, <laughs> right? Now we're selling microtransactions way above, way above what the sales are for the actual games to keep the lights on, by the way. Right, keep the so lights on. The microtransactions is gravy, is gravy on top of the cake at this point. Not the icing, the gravy. It's it's madness, absolute madness. Anybody else that uses the term "keep the lights on," <clears throat> I'll, I'll fucking ban you. Right, <laughs> I'll fucking ban you from the channel. <laughs> Tell me about fucking keep the lights on. Gotta That's keep why the lights on. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make a, I gotta make a title thing. I think I have to make a title thing. Gotta keep the lights on. Right? <laughs> with the, with the... Five or, billion dollars. Or, or I should have played. Uh, I say how much money they made, and then say. The uh, the day, the month, the week, the quarter of the year. That's that's. So, all right, quick stories that we're going to talk about. Just tell you the title here, and then we're moving on. Okay, Bandai Namco is investing 140 million dollars into an IP metaverse. Why? I don't know. Okay, we have insiders think that GTA game will be called something other than Grand Theft Auto 6, which I think me and you both said on this very podcast, Sarge, that we think the next Grand Theft Auto will be called World Universe something along those lines. Um, so yeah, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, what else we got here? Minecraft Dungeons celebrates 15 million players with a new Festival of the Frost event. Now, 15 million people, the game's been out for a year and a half, I think almost two years. Is it two years? I think it's approaching two years. It'll be two years, I think, in April when it comes out. So 
Oh no, it's it's been nearly exactly one year since Minecraft Dungeons crossed. Oh, the ten million player mark. So they're yeah, they're almost in their two million. So they had ten million in, in one year, and they had an additional five million in Minecraft Dungeons for. So they have an event going on in Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, so that's the next uh, thing. The next topic or story that we're going to talk about is Back for Blood February update adds a stay together mode and more. Let me read a little bit about this. The game was released in October of last year, Sarge, and not long after hit the market, Back for Blood made it clear that they were going to be working on a new update and content for the near future. Now, the game allowed up to, um, let me bring this up here, uh, allows up to four player users to play together and go on various uh, runs while fighting a wave after wave of zombies on a variety of maps. Now, there's also a way of players to play the game by themselves if they wanted to, but the stay together feature is geared towards allowing groups of players who don't want to go solo route in Back for Blood. They continue to play tougher, should be decided the way to make the good uh, good team. This would mean that people who may not have a, uh, know each other or plan to play together before they started th their run on a specific level would be able to stick together and being matched up with others. Now announce the game's website's official description of the new feature means that the end of the run ungroup players can vote to stick together or go through another uh, with with somebody else. Okay, the stay together feature is not something that's remotely new to video games like this. One of the newer games, uh, very uh, predominantly features this kind of thing is Rainbow Six Extraction, which allows multiplayer users to vote to go through another run together with that finish. So I thought it was like stay together. Like me and Sarge were talking about this earlier. We didn't read the article up until right now. Sarge's like, isn't the point of that game to stay together? And I was like, yeah. So it's to stay together. Like once you're done, if you had a good team, you can stay together with that randoms and move on, or you can disband. Now, I don't know the player base right now with this game, Sarge, but to me, this game has also died off big time. Six months later, I haven't thought about it. It's been out of my out of my radar a week or two after it came out. Uh, me, you, and First had a really good time playing when we played. Uh, I did enjoy my time playing the game. It did feel a little sluggish or whatnot. Did you ever go back and finish the game? Did you finish the the story, the single player? I want like, to go back and finish it. I want to play with I want to play with people who are I know. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I didn't know. Well, first finished. I didn't know if you finished it with first no. or, or whatnot. Yeah, I never I never went back to finish it. Um. This is one of those games that if you have four people to play with, you go through and play. I think it'll be a good time. Maybe we should. Maybe one day we should. Jump. Halloween's coming up. Yeah, we'll we'll play it one year after we played it last time. All right, maybe we should play this and see. Uh, appreciate it, Melrose. Have a good one. Thank you very much for the uh, for the super chat earlier. Appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, so back for blood. Uh, but, once again, but see, but once again, updates. For games like this, fall through the cracks. Small percentage of people go back at all, if at all, to go check out whatever that is. You don't, you don't hold your game up high enough in the beginning for it to stay high for the year. You have to have a good game. People want to play. They talk about it. The game's held high. And then as the game starts to come down because other games are involved, <laughs> you release DLC throughout the year that makes people want to keep playing the game. You released Back for Blood during Halloween like we knew they were going to. Too many things were coming out. Nobody cared after a while. It wasn't something we talked about on a daily right. basis. I mean, I'm sh it, it's a decent game. I'm not going to lie. It's a decent game. But we all played We all played Left 4 Dead. And we all know what it's supposed to be. But it wasn't something that was like, oh, i got to play it. Right. right. It was just like, yeah, all right, another Left 4 Dead game. It was, yeah, it was, now it, 
you, you release an update, like everyone's going to jump too because you release an update, like big deal. Yeah. It, right? it, like, it just the didn't one hook game, me. I, the one game I wanted updates for was that other zombie one that we played multiplayer. The the oh Christ, the what? It's not called Walking Dead. You know what I'm talking about? The Walking Ugh. Dead. Open world, you're running around, steal shit from the houses, and the zombies are all everywhere. What the fuck is that game called? It's free on Game Pass, bro. Oh, State of Decay. Thank you. Yeah, they actually just made an update to that. They just did an update. Yeah, they have. Once they, again, they added more maps and stuff. Yeah, State of Decay. Yeah, Thank state, you, state, state of Decay too. Yeah. Brain damage, man. Brain damage. Uh, another quick topic: Red Dead Redemption uh, Two hits 43 million copies sold four years later. So they're averaging about uh, 11 million units a year for Red Dead Redemption, which is pretty goddamn good for a fucking cowboy game. That's like a lot of it people is. don't like the Western. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. A lot of people don't like to play online for months at a time in online Western. Right. But the game itself, the Western story that Rockstar released about Red Dead Redemption is amazing. It's just not making the truckloads, airline oil tanker loads of money that the shark cards did because nobody wants to hang out in the Old West. Right. For six cent items, trying to buy a hundred dollar gun that takes me six months to afford. Right. 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 Don't care. I don't care it, if my horse shits less, so it goes faster. Like I, there, there's no, there, there's not the same kind of customization in Red Dead Two that there is in Grand Theft Auto. It's just not the same. You know, you know the, the problem with Red Dead is that if it was a Western MMO, I think it would be better, but because it's not an MMO, and it's just like this online world, it gets it gets boring much faster, right? It gets boring much faster, where, don't get me wrong, I like upgrading the weapons and getting enough money to do jobs to, or to buy new guns, and, and so it's, it's part of the process, but you're right. It, it you're, you're doing the same things, like if it was a, a quest-driven or live-service game where they added, they kept adding stuff to it, like Add the house, add a farm, add things that you can do like a, like an MMO would. I think it would be better. And I think obviously with the forty three million dollar forty forty three million copies sold, this guarantees Red Dead Redemption one okay. remake, and this also guarantees a Red Dead Redemption three. Correct? Okay, but forty three million copies sold is a billion dollars. Yeah, more than that. Way more. Okay, than that. it's yeah. more than a billion dollars. Yeah. So without selling. A fucking dime of mtx inside red dead not one pen not one penny okay they made over a billion dollars okay and that's not no including bully. the microtransactions and no stuff. bully yeah. bro yeah no bully right no agent shitty release no bully. Of the right shitty release of the trilogy so what you're saying is you guys don't give a shit about your games all you really care about is how much money you can collect from the platform because you pissed on your IP again. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's the part that bothers me. And that's the part that's going to eat away internally at this at the industry as time goes on. Because they don't as long as they can collect the money, it doesn't matter. Right. There's no reason for us to put money into bully if we know we're not going to make the same amount of money if we put the money into GTA. Right, because online, Krebsy says $2.6 uh 
uh, without microtransactions. That's just on that game, $2.6 billion potentially because it could have been on sale or whatnot. But uh, without microtransactions, on, with microtransactions, obviously, it's another couple billion dollars. Right. Uh, so, there. so just like the announcements recently that, that are just leaked on purpose that are not leaks, they announced publicly that they're working on the new GTA. Like, who didn't know that shit was right. gonna was going like you actually <clears throat> believe that I needed a fucking guy on a on a in, on a media channel to tell me that they're working on GTA? Really? Well, that's that, that's a news story. Well, Dupless, you got to remember, Red Dead One is actually after Red Dead Two. Red Dead Two is a prequel to Red Dead One, so Red Dead Three could be the sequel after Red Dead One and Two, right? So it's actually two, one, and then three could be the 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 next version of it. Um, I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not dismissing them for the game itself. They know how to make a game. Red Dead Two, I think, is one of the most ridiculous story-driven games next to GTA ever. Yeah. Right. It's a great. It's like it's like being in a movie. Yeah. Right. I love the. I love this. And, and once again, I will tell you the truth. Still haven't finished. It. You you never. You, I still haven't finished the game. Perhaps you never finished. You never played Red Dead One, did you? Because you you actually played John's son in in Red Dead One, uh. So yeah. So I haven't. I, I'm near the end, but haven't finished it. I I love it. I love the game. I thought it was one of the best games I've 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 played. It was from an artistic standpoint what they did in that game and the the tender loving care that they put into that game. I really don't give a shit about the horse dilation and the horse cock and shit like that. But what I'm saying is, Fault. whatever. Okay. They they 100% put the, le the the tender loving care out. Obviously, the online version of Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead. Just the standalone game for the $60 price tag you get for a Grand Theft Auto game or Rockstar it's game. It's basically Skyrim times 10. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's it's the standard of single-player game to, to play, right? It's just a blast to play. And then there's an online version that you can keep playing and stuff like that, right? Correct. Yeah. So I like it, though. It's good. Real quick. Steam had a hiccup uh, when Lost Ark came out. Uh, at one point, Asmogold had 276,000 people waiting in his channel, waiting for him to get into the game. Steam had a hiccup where it wouldn't let anyone play the game at launch at noon when it came out. Uh, people were struggling to get in. This wasn't a Lost Ark issue. Uh, it wasn't a server issue on Lost Ark's side. It was a server issue with Steam. Steam was not letting it unlock for some reason. It took about an hour and a half or two hours to fix it, and then it got... Uh, it got. I already talked about Lost Ark earlier, and I think it's going to be huge tomorrow when it comes out. Um, we might stream tomorrow morning. Um, I don't know when, but we, we might do a surprise stream, um, impromptu stream tomorrow. Um, I was going to talk about this, Sarge, but I think I want to talk about... Let's, let's go to the NFT corner. We're going to go to the NFT corner real fast, Lil. Hold up. All right, the NFT corner is the no fucking thanks. All right, this is about the Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, and whatnot. Uh, PUBG Studio is to use the NFTs in UGC-driven open metaverse, whatever the fuck that means. Okay, whatever that means, Sarge. Uh, there's no indication that Crafton's NFT project will be tied in PUBG directly. Instead, of the company will use the experience it's earned developing a running PUBG to create a user generation content UGC creation tool, as well as the virtual world built the Unreal Engine. Uh, NaverZ will manage the metaverse service. According to the statement, it handled the community to the social service 
the partner between Crafton and Naver Z is bolstered by each company's unique experience and shared global focus by the looks towards the future of driven by NFTs, the no fucking thanks, and the metaverse. Crafton Web 3.0 uh, team led uh, Hango Chol Park said by combining Crafton's existing technology and research on how to build a scalable Web 3.0 creator driven ecosystems and the Naver Z experience capabilities, we're, we're confident that we can build a high-quality, UGC-driven open metaverse that stands apart from other services. Uh, That's a whole lot of fucking bullshit jargon to, to sell an NFT, isn't it, Sarge? Well, they have to keep you confused because they control the language. <clears throat> it's it, I, I refuse to even discuss it at this point. I, I, I just want to make sure people understand what they're supposed to do. You're supposed to look this stuff up. You're supposed to read yeah. about it, what it actually is. Uh, for those of you that hear us but don't really care, uh, you should always look up what the NFTs are and like what the story is and why they want you to have them. Um, and and the word meta, the, the word metaverse is thrown around a lot. Right. When it, metaverse is not one thing. The metaverse is many things, depending on which company is owning it and deciding what to do with it. Well, here here's the another topic: why you shouldn't do NFTs or cryptocurrency or blockchains. So a blockchain hustler. And uh, cringy rapper have been charged with laundering $4.5 billion in stolen Bitcoin. Okay. So, uh, Letitian Stein. Did you say with a B or with, a, with an M? For what? Billion. Billion? billion? With a, with five a B. Billion? Yeah. Five, 4.5 billion. Yeah. Uh, Letitian Stein and his wife, Heather Morgan, uh, conspired to launder and process over nearly 120,000 stolen Bitcoin, according to court documents cited by the DOGA. Now, which was a transfer and digital wallet controlled by, by Morgan. Uh, since the initial hack, roughly 25,000 Bitcoin have been transferred out of the wallet, laundered through a complex series of transactions with the resulting funds deposited into con uh, controversial accounts owned by them. Now, the scheme went off the rails in January, though, after federal agents were able to access the decrypted files stored on their cloud storage account that provided a list of more than 2,000 virtual currency addresses and keys. Further analyzing confirmed that nearly all the addresses were directly linked to the hack. More than 94,000 Bitcoin were subsequently seized, and the Bitcoin has value, was valued at more than $3.6 at the time of the seizure, making it the largest financial recovery of the DOJ in history. Now, today, the federal law enforcement demonstrates once again that we can follow the money through the blockchain and that it will not allow cryptocurrency to be safe haven for money laundering or a zone of lawlessness with the financial system. Assistant Attorney General Kenneth L. Uh, Politi Jr. said in a statement, the arrests today show that we will take the firm stand against those who allegedly tried a virtual currency for criminal purposes. So the DOJ comp uh, complaint, compl complaint also includes several charts illustrating how the scheme was uh, perpetrated and the, and the charts were simplified to de difficult to read in spots but also provide the idea of scale complexity of the money laundering operation so there's this whole well it's basically here let me show you it's like a it's like a pyramid scheme okay it's a it's a pyramid scheme so there's the uh the victim vc when is it not a pyramid it scheme? splits off into two things okay and then from those two things it splits off into five other things which then splits off into other other things it's the same people they're just putting it between themselves with different accounts so they can hide the trail, but they can't hide the trail because the blockchain, right? Correct. So well, they didn't they didn't think it through. No, they're enough. they're idiots, and most criminals are idiots. Let's be honest. That's why they're criminals. And 
because they they don't want to take they want to take the easy path not the hard path and the hard path is actually working and doing your job my question is my question is if you had that much money in bitcoin how much how much do you need to put in a swiss bank account or cayman island account where you can just live off of it forever and you guys were still messing around with five billion dollars right why right I, all you need is like 10 million maybe less really you put it in an account and disappear you don't got to live with a gold car you just live on it forever that's a whole lot of bitcoin right? yeah but to you messing around with that much Bitcoin? <clears throat> this sounds greedy. Here's the, the next NFT story. NFTs are a scam. Okay. Says an indie game marketplace. Allegedly. Itch.io. Allegedly. They're allegedly a scam. Okay. You don't know yet. He says in a, in a tweet, it says, NFTs are a scam. If you think there are legitimate, useful for anything other than exploring or creators' financial scams and destruction of the planet, as we ask that, please re uh, reevaluate your life choices itch.io says also fuck any company that says the support creators and also endorse nfts in any way they only care about their own profit and the opportunity for wealth above anyone else especially given now that the easily developed discourse concerning the problems of nfts now in just two weeks sarge we've had five stories of people stealing people's bitcoins and stuff and we're we're just grazing the surface of what's happening in the video game aspect of it Right. Not even, you know, I'm not worried. About, I'm not worried about Bitcoin. Bitcoin will sort itself out because it's a it's a currency that people will eventually believe in. And it gives it gives a better stability in the economy. Eventually it will. Trust me. I'm more concerned with NFTs. Yeah. NFTs to me is 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 basically the new cancer. That's basically what this is. Yeah. It's it's ba financial cancer. Right. Not to take anything it's, away from cancer. Try, try, trying to find ways to extract money from people for perceived value of an inanimate object. Yeah. So the way we talk about NFTs on here is we're, we're letting NFT tell you the stories. Look, are there going to be people that make money from NFTs? Sure. But most of you are going to lose Absolutely. money. Absolutely. Yeah, most of you are going to lose money. And, and, Absolutely. and it's just to show you that you think you're going to make money from NFTs, right? And you're going to dive into these video games and, and stuff. And let me tell you, I'm going to grind for the next three weeks so I can make myself some money, bro. Yeah. If, if you, if you think NFTs are like the next big thing, but really all they are is the next loot box, right? That's what, that's what it is. It's no, it's worse than that because the loot box at least has the preemption of value, right? The NFT has to be valuable that I bought it, that you want it from me. Right? I bought it from five. Now you have to believe it's worth more than five. Right? That's right. how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. Value is percepted by, by the actual market itself. As as Duplis also states in chat, he says it does harm to the planet. Minting an NFT uses a shit ton of energy to do. I I, I forget what I I, I I don't I don't know. I don't know the details on that, Dupe. No, no, it's, it's true. Really, I read an article. I don't I don't dismiss it. It's if you actually know the information, do me a favor, put it in Discord, send me a link. About that, because I want to read up on it. It uses a crap ton, and I'm like, I'm like, like your whole house could be turned on, Sarge. Okay, for the entire day, and that's how much energy it uses to mint one NFT. Seems weird, doesn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> Over the year, I've learned more. Uh, people care more about money before the planet. Oh, of course, oh, of course. You, you better believe that someone, if if someone's paid enough money, Krebsy, they will do anything. For a certain price of money, anything. Think the worst case scenario. Someone will do it. I got a, I got a, I got a bad feeling. My, I got a feeling that I got NFTs a bad feeling about this. 
Yep. You got that little, you got the little sound. Bite? I don't, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure NFTs are going to end up on kids' cereal boxes. I'm sorry. Say one more time. I said, I got a bad feeling that NFTs are going to end up on kids' cereal boxes. Oh boy. Yeah. Like get the Rice Krispies or Kellogg's yep. Corn Flakes. And then you get your, it might be, get, a, it might be a QC code. You're great <clears throat> NFT. Yeah. A QC code or some other nonsense that the kids get to scan to see what it is. And mommy, mommy, I want this one. This is the one that Tommy has. Stealth, yeah, I'm not gonna bring that up. Yeah, that the, the well, we, we could talk about. It. I'm not gonna show it though. The girl deep throating fucking the microphone. And, no, but you uh, can put yeah. that in Discord. Send them the link. Let them look. Oh, they've seen it. They see it. It's on Twitter. I, right. I I commented on it on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, I laughed. One guy, one on one guy, one guy on Twitter. I forget what he said. I, I laughed out loud. I was like, I was on the couch and I was just scrolling through and I saw it, and he said, "Well, that's a weird way to brush your teeth." <laughs> <laughs> and I just started laughing. I was like, I was like, ah, that's a good one. That's a good one. So we missed a couple of small little stories here and there, but that is the end of the NFT corner. Yeah, I know. I know a good thing you can play for that, Mike. What's that? The original sound of a modem booting up. Yeah, well, the music itself, it, it, it sounds a little bit like, uh, yeah, but you, you want that beep, you want, you want that sound. Yeah, yeah, I, I could probably, maybe I can add it. Now, I appreciate everyone coming out. Uh, we did open up our, our uh, a membership, so if you'd like to try us out, okay, go to our YouTube channel, which is, you're on right now if you're here. As little as 99 cents, you can become a member of our YouTube channel. You get the emotes, you get the access uh, to to our guild and stuff inside of um, of our Discord channel. Uh, if you'd like to try it out and you want to be a part of it, uh, you can have access there. Um, you don't have to pay at all. Uh, we provide free content, but if you'd like to help us out, you can become a member as little as 99 cents over on YouTube. You can pay $4.99 on Twitch or $4.99 also on YouTube as well. We're here uh, every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, with Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Uh, episode 297 is in the can. We appreciate you very much for coming out. Uh, make sure you follow Sarge at Sarge McCluskey over on Twitter. Make sure you follow me over on Twitter at 30 and Still Gaming. If you do like it, hit that like button down below. It helps me very much. Uh, it shows other people that they like it, and then other people can come. Uh, uh, to the here, make sure you share it, like it, sub you know, subscribe, uh, hit that notification, and also uh, leave a comment down below. We appreciate it very much. Uh, Shifty, send me your info um, inside of uh, the server so we can get you into the guild. I don't know if you're already in part of the guild in, in Lost Ark. Um, other than that, I do appreciate you guys very much for coming out. If you're watching us over on Twitch, we appreciate you as well. If you're watching this after the fact, thank you very much. Uh, if you missed any part of this show, uh, there will be breakouts uh, later, uh, either tomorrow or by Saturday. And there will also be audio versions of the podcast. You can watch us on Spotify. You can listen to us on Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and iTunes, and all the other podcast formats that you can listen to across the board. Whatever one you'd like to listen to, we're probably on there. Look for Generation X Gaming. Uh, appreciate you very much, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. Take care, guys. Game on.